East-West Draftcast may not be suitable for all listeners. Hello, everybody. Welcome to East-West Draftcast. My name is Greg Smith, and the reason I'm talking so fast is that we're about to do Dragon's Maze spoiler cast, and we have a lot of cards to get through. We are joined today by your typical host, Jeff McDonald. What's up, buddy? Micro Machine! <laughs> <laughs> and that other voice you hear laughing is Spencer Harris. Uh, hello, back, everyone out there in podcast land. Back on the podcast. We're not really going to rush through this necessarily, but we are going to give you an interesting twist on the spoiler cast. Today, we're going to do the entire set of commons and uncommons from Dragon's Maze as a pick-a-card list. That's right, we're going to start with Boros Mastiff against Hazda Snare Squad, and every card we mention after that will be compared to the winner of the previous pick-a-card battle. Uh, I'm excited about this. I think this will be a fun way to do this podcast, and we're going to use the timer to keep it moving. That way, uh, hopefully, we don't have you listening to this podcast for five hours straight. I don't have a whole lot else before we get into this. Do you guys? Not much. No, I'm ready to go. This is going to be a blast. Okay. Pick a wait, card. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. Are we reading out the cards every time? Uh, we can summarize, but we should probably give an idea of what most of them do, especially the uncommons. Okay. So, I would recommend following along with some version of the spoiler. Spencer and I are using the, uh, Woods of the Coast visual spoiler. Jeff, are you using the same one, or did you, uh, mm. defect to magiccards.info? I am using the same one. Oh, nice. Okay, so follow along. We're just going to go top to bottom, starting with white cards. Uh, Boros Mastiff is a 2-2 two, two for 2 that has Battalion and gains lifelink when you get Battalion. And Hazda Snare Squad is a 1-4 for 3 human soldier. When he attacks, you can pay a white. If you do, tap target creature and opponent controls. Spencer, what you got? I take Hazda Snare Squad. Um, I think bears are much worse in Dragon's Maze. And uh, from all my experience yesterday with the Mastiff, with and against it, it was pretty, um, pretty bad. Jeff? Yeah, I think the Mastiff is just a grizzly bear, silver coat lion, or however you want to look at it, because the lifelink is rarely going to come up, and when it does, who cares? But um, the Snare Squad is interesting, as it could be defensive or offensive, which is really nice. Uh, I like that card more. Yeah, when you say it can be defensive, you just mean as a 1-4, correct? Yeah, Horned Turtle. Right. It's nice. The tapping ability is strictly offense. Uh, I'm also on the Snare Squad here. I think that the Boros Mastiff is a boring Mastiff. And, uh, eh, uh, I mean, in my limited experience with it yesterday at the pre-release, I found that it and other grizzly bears in general kind of have a hard time in this format just because there's a cycle of common two fours, yeah. like one for every color, with yeah. the, uh, what, what do you call them, the gatekeepers? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the lifelink is hardly relevant, to be honest. I mean, I had some guy gain two or four life off of it total, I think I just ended up eating it with something bigger eventually. We should also yeah. mention that, that the Snare Squad's offensive ability, the pseudo Master Decoy, is kind of a good ability. I mean, that's not irrelevant. I think it's a very good ability. Yeah. yeah. It makes it makes blocking very difficult. Yeah, I think it's better than the... Uh, what's the white one from Gay Crash that does something Denizen. similar? The Denizen. I think it's better than the Denizen. Yeah, um, this doesn't require any other card to tap, which the Denizen did. Right. All right, you want to move on? Yeah. 
Okay, Snare Squad versus Liev Decree, and this is a sorcery for a colorless and a white. It says, detain up to two target creatures your opponents control. Hmm. I'm going to stick with the squad. Uh, this is kind of a big question mark to me, to whether or not this is even playable. I mean, I guess it probably is if you're aggressive enough, but just making two creatures um, not be able to block or attack the next turn just doesn't seem like enough for an entire card. I think it's pretty unplayable. <laughs> yeah. I'm sticking with the squad as well. If, you got, if, if this decree was an instant, would you guys think it was much better or just slightly better? Uh, I mean, instant on detain doesn't make as much of a difference because then you're just... You're just changing which attacks where there. you do it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, as, you're going to cast it as a sorcery 90% of or like you would maybe like 99% of the time to make it so they couldn't block. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, th- I think that it doesn't matter that much. Yeah, it's, it's probably not a good card. No, no body attached to it. I'll probably stick with this Snare Squad too. Yeah, if you can get hyper aggressive, I could see this card being okay, but I don't think it'll ever be good. You know? No. Yeah. So. All right. So now we have the Snare Squad against Maze Sentinel. That's a uh, one of the cycle of elementals, six mana for a three-six vigilance. Multicolored creatures you control have vigilance. Probably stick with the Snare Squad here. I think that I played with the black one of the cycle yesterday, and it was pretty good, but it's, it's bigger than this, and I think its ability is better. I just don't think a 3-6 for 6 is, is really going to get there. I like I like the, the Snare Squad better. Its ability, the black one's ability is much better than much this better, one. Yeah. Like Death yeah. Touch, like just the mm-hmm. creature itself, a 4-5 Death Touch is much better than a 3-6 Vigilance. And oh. I'm sticking with the Snare Squad, if only for mana cost reasons. Uh, I... Don't know how often... I mean, you're going to get to 6 mana pretty often in this format, but yeah. there's a lot better things you could be doing for 6 mana than casting a Maze Sentinel. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to stick with the efficient Tapper slash Horn Turtle. Yeah, I will do the same. Just doesn't seem good enough for 6 mana. All right, next up is Riot Control. This is an instant for 2 colors and a white, and you gain 1 life for each creature your opponents control, and then you... F- don't you don't fog you prevent all damage that would be de- dealt to you this turn. This this card is not playable. No, I mean it's sideboardable, but that's it. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's a slightly better fog for way more mana. <laughs> See, I don't even know if it's better than fog necessarily because you couldn't use it to like save a creature Creatures, yeah. in combat. True, it's, it's but how often do you do that? Like, well, fog, I, I, I do it never because I don't run fogs. So. <laughs> Good call. Good call. Right control is, is is as unplayable as you're gonna get probably. We I had a guy play this against me in the pre-release yesterday. He had two copies of this and a druid's deliverance, so I sided in a skull crack and <laughs> oh that's hilarious. Got him so bad in game three when he cast one of these riot controls on the turn he was gonna die. He actually wasn't going to die. But Skullcrack made it. So Skullcrack made it so he died. Him. Yeah, it was so good. Was oh really, my god! Really awesome. Like I've never played Skullcrack Unlimited until yesterday, and it was so rewarding. Awesome. Yeah. Not playable, really. I mean, yeah, we're all still on the Snare Squad we're all here. Passing on right. Yep. Snare Squad. All right. Uh, so next, Snare Squad versus Steeple Rock. This is a five mana bird. It's a three one flying first strike. Is that something like Christian Rock? Uh, I hope not. Can you have steeples on 
things that aren't churches? Probably. Steeple's just a name for an architectural feature, right? <laughs> I have no idea. So this, this is, is a Texas feature. Steeple or arch. I choose flying buttress. <laughs> <laughs> the buttress of Windsor. <laughs> All right. Uh, the 3-1 for 5, flying first strike. I'm going to take this guy. He seems like he can do a lot of work. Um, I'm, I don't know. That's a good question. I still kind of juries out for me on the steeple rock. Um, a three power flyer for five with two good ability. I mean, three power with first strike, I should say, is always good and limited. You pay five and get a three power flyer. Um, he's obviously very fragile and he's kind of a lot of mana just to get four combined power and toughness. I'll probably pick him as well, but I'm going to kind of reserve my final judgment on him to play with him a couple more times. Yeah, I'm going to take the steeple rock also. But I do think it's pretty close. Yeah. yeah. Only because the other card is a little more flexible, kind of fits into any deck, whereas the Steeple Rock... I mean, the Steeple Rock fits into any deck, too, but there will be some matchups where it's just not as good in the sense that if someone has a Pinger or uh, an Electrolyze... Or not Electrolyze, Electricery. Stratocaster. Yeah, Stratocaster, that kind of stuff. Like, this guy is a pretty big liability with only one toughness. But I do think he's very powerful, and he does a lot of work in the air. First strike on a three power flyers not to be trifled with. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's not a lot of pinging in this in these sets, so I think that the three one is less of a liability than I think in a normal set, but it still still is. I like it though. Yeah. Next up is uh Sunspire Gatekeepers. We talked about this in the last episode. It's the two four for three colors and a white. And if you have two gates when you cast it, you get a two two white knight token with vigilance. So my thoughts on these gatekeepers haven't changed a whole lot. I think mostly you have to look at them as two fours for four. And if you can get the ability, it's kind of just gravy. I mean, this one's fine. You get a two, two vigilance. Like that's pretty sweet. Yeah. But I am not like super pumped up about this card. I think I'd still take the, the three, one first strike flyer. Yeah, me too. And I would also take the uh, snare squad over it, I think as well. I think these guys are pretty sick. I had three of these guys in my deck yesterday, and they were always good, even if it was a 2-4 for 4. But just kind of mentioned, depends on you know, what format you're playing in. If you're playing on you know sealed deck yesterday, if you're going to draft all three sets of the cycle, or if you're going to draft the non-set of triple Dragon's Maze, will affect how good they are, obviously. Um, I mean, yesterday we all had six gates, because we had six packs. We had no less than six gates in our decks. And I think that I was able to hit his ability pretty consistently and get a second 2-2. So um, that all that being said, I'll probably stick with the rock, but I, I think it's pretty close. I, I like the gatekeepers. I don't think he's I think he's in the lower half of the cycle of, of how good these guys are. I think the blue one, the black one, are definitely better. Yeah, what, yeah I agree. What do you think? I mean, how many gates did you play in your sealed yesterday? You said you had six. I played all six. You played all six. Yeah. Were you playing all five colors? No, I was playing. I was playing. Oh, the timer. Sorry. First, no, that's all good. First instance of it. I mean. We weren't really talking about the cards. We were talking about gates. So talking about gates, yeah. Let's let's keep it moving. Uh, next up is Wake the Reflections. This is a sorcery for a single white, and it says populate. That's it. Yeah, it's much worse. Snooze. Yeah, it's no good without triple triple populate decks. Like without triple Salenzia to draft. Yeah. It, it's it's nowhere near as good. Narrow cards are narrow. Yeah, I mean this is this is probably just worse than Druid's Deliverance, right? Oh, it's definitely yeah, worse. Yeah, it's not even an which, instant. Which was. Barely playable in triple Return to Ravnica, so... Yeah. R- real quick, as far as, like, we, we know that... I, I'm still taking the rock here. I think that's the best white common that we've seen. Yeah. But 
of the worst ones we've talked about, like the Liev Decree, the Riot Control, and this one, which one do you think is the worst? Wake this one, the populate one, Wake of the Reflections, just because it's not going to do anything for you most of the time. It's going to be totally worthless. It's going to be one mana for nothing. I don't know. I well, think the other two cards are like that, too. I think that this is the best of those three. Because, yeah. like, if you... I mean, let me put it this way. I can envision a deck where this will be very playable. Like, if you do happen to get enough token generators. Because there are some in Gatecrash. Yeah, but it's only worth it if you're if you're making at least a 2-2, and then it's probably not even worth it. You probably just want it to be making 3-3s three or bigger. Elite Vanguard wasn't very good in M12 or M13, whatever it was in last, and that's all that would be. So, I mean, you have to be making centaurs for it to be good, and all the centaur cards are at a premium. No, no, no. There are a lot of... You can make, like, ooze tokens and stuff, too. There are a lot of those in Gatecrash. Yeah, yeah, I mean... I don't think it's that good. So what yeah. do you think, Jeff? Which of those is the worst card? I think it's Riot Control is probably the worst. And then I think Wake the Reflections, and I think Lie of Decree is probably the most playable. Mm-mm. Man, I think Lie of Decree is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that card's pretty good. I mean, not pretty good, but in context of these three cards, I mean, it does the most work, you know, tapping, detaining two creatures is relevant all the time. Yeah, I mean, I think Lie of Control and Riot, con- or Lie of Decree and Riot Control are both, like, probably equally bad in my mind. I'd rather play, like, I'd rather speculate on a, a one-mana 3-3 three, three with Wake the Reflections, I guess, because yeah. those other cards just don't seem to do enough on their own. Like, at least you can get a card's worth of value out of Wake the Reflections. I don't think you can often do that with the other two. Anyway, I'm not, we don't need to, like, Keep going on yeah, this which, which for, until the timer starts ringing, you know? Which card is worst? Yeah. Uh, all right, we're into the blue cards next. Jeff, you want to read uh, this one? Sure. So we have, uh, we took the rock. Steeple rock. And we are putting that up against hidden strings. This is uh, colorless and a blue for sorcery. You may tap or untap target permanent and then do it again to another one. Uh, and it's got Cypher. This card seems pretty mediocre, and I'm keeping the rock. Um, I'll probably go with the rock, too, but I always undervalue cards like this. I undervalued Hands of Binding at first, and I think that card ended up being really good. Hands of Binding is way different than this, though. Way different than this. I mean, you're both tapping stuff, but Hands of Binding does things differently and probably better. Um, better. Obviously, if you have some of the unblockable guys to Cypher this onto, he becomes way better, but... Um, it's it's hard to pass up just a three power first strike flyer for five for something that's kind of unknown. So I'll probably take the rock. Yeah, I'm on the rock too. Unlike hands of binding, this thing doesn't keep things tapped. Keep things tapped, yeah. So it's more useful just as like a weird quasi vigilance card and a conditional one at that. So I think this card is close to being unplayable. I would never want to run this in my yeah. deck unless I had some really weird shenanigans I could right. do with like tappers, maybe the uh, the Zerta like elf pinger or like a static caster. You do it twice. Goblin test pilot. Goblin test pilot. <laughs> and then if you if you hit him with it again, you get to do it four times. Four tap four dudes. Three times the randomness. <laughs> but once you hit them, tapping their creatures means nothing because then they get you to untap. Tap them, yeah. Right. So yeah. so it, once you tap two creatures, you're never tapping anything with this again. You're only untapping. Maybe they had some sort of weird scenario where they needed to have this creatures untap during your second main phase to kill you somehow. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. It's probably not as good. I think this card is unplayable. Yeah, I think it's close to it, yeah. Next up is Maze Glider. This is the blue elemental, five colorless and a blue for a 3-5 flying that says multicolored creatures you control have flying. Sign me up. This card is better than the rock. Yes, agreed. One more mana for 
four more toughness and a relevant ability. Super relevant. Yeah, yeah this is my favorite of the elementals because you can kind of jump alpha strike someone out of nowhere with all your multicolored creatures. Yeah, uh, he he has a huge effect the turn you cast him because you're probably going to have a few other multicolored creatures on the board already. Yeah, on turn six, you should at least have one or two in most of your draft decks of this format, I think. So I think, yeah, this card's pretty good. I don't know if it's that much better than the rock, but I do think it's better. You can see that yeah. than the rock. Yeah, six, six, six mana is a little rough, good. like we talked about earlier, but paying six for a 3-5 flyer is a good value. Yep. Yeah. No doubt. Keep moving. <clears throat> moving it on. Maze Glider against Mind Static. Three colors in a blue... For a counter-target spell, unless its controller pays six, I mean, Jesus, why couldn't they just make this a hard counter? <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. It's, like, definitely worse than the sum of its parts is, like, two mana leaks. Yeah, I know. I mean, just uh, think about how much worse this card is than Dismiss. It was, like, the power level of counters a while ago. Oh, yeah. The same converted mana cost, you get to draw a card and it was a hard counter. I think that was an uncommon, though. Uh, I don't know. It was common. Anyways. So, Maze Glider it is. Thanks. Yeah, Let's keep going. Like Maze Glider. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, uh, next up is Murmuring Phantasm. And from the yard, it doesn't really look like they're murmuring. Uh, <laughs> no. It's a colorless and a blue for an 05 Defender. And... That's it. I mean, it's a solid control card, I guess. You guessed? Awesome control card. If it had flying, it would be an awesome control card. If it had flying, it would be an awesome constructed card. That would be way overpowered. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know about that either. Tell me anything that's been that. Hellkite, Hellkite eats it for breakfast. <laughs> Tons of the, and so does fucking drag right. tusk. I didn't say standard. I said constructed. <laughs> well, pop, get, popper constructed? It probably gets worse from now on. <laughs> this is the best popper constructed control no. card ever. I'm just saying it's a playable constructed card at that point. I mean, there there was Angelic Wall, which was one smaller that was flying in Defender for that cost, but and that was pr- also printed at Common, you know, but. Printed in white and not blue. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think this card is okay, but I'm sticking with the uh, the Maze Glider. This, yeah. This card will certainly appeal to a swath of people who like to dirtle around and, and have 05 Defenders for two, certainly, but I don't think you can make any reasonable argument why it would be better than the Maze Glider in a vacuum. Yeah, I agree with that, but I also am one of those people that's pretty excited to be taking this card. <laughs> Doesn't doesn't really tickle me, but I can see how it would tickle others. Yeah, I just don't like that it doesn't like as a zero power creature, it can't ever like eat anything in combat. It just yeah. blocks those things. And with blood rush and everything else going on in the format, like that's not something I want to do. Right. I mean, I don't. Again, I don't think it's unplayable. I think there are some decks that'll want it, but I don't think this is like a high pick by any means. I don't know. It gives it gives the control decks so much time, like. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's really important for a deck that wants to be playing like five colors and which I think is pretty reasonable in this format. It's going to be pretty slow, so maybe this Phantasm's card is better than Greg and I are giving it credit for. Well, and will end up being better because you're going to want to just all gun the board up early and get to six mana, seven mana. Yeah, I think that gumming the board up early is better just with other cards that can actually profitably trade with things because if you're not like actually getting threats off the board you're just allowing them to like build up a critical mass or use a blood rush to get past this i I don't know i mean if it eats a blood rush spell like it's probably worth it because it's just an 05 yeah but i don't know i'm not convinced i mean again i think this card is playable but it's definitely not on the level of most of these other blue commons 
like the Maze Glider or the next card. Right. All right, next card. Uh, Maze Glider versus Opalic Gatekeepers. Uh, we talked about this one last podcast. It's the blue gatekeeper that lets you draw a card. I'm still on the Maze Glider. Yeah. Gatekeepers is good, and I think this is one of the better ones. This and the black one, I think, are the two best. I agree with that. I think that's probably right. And I, while this card is very powerful, like a 2-4 four for 4 that replaces itself is really sweet. I think I'd rather just have the 3-5 flyer. You should also mention that this one's also pretty broken with the 2-2 um, the two, two for a blue and a white that bounces your own Oh, guy. Deputy of Acquittals. Deputy of Acquittals. Yeah, that's a nice little synergy. You're, you're probably playing these, those two together a lot, which I think makes the, this Gatekeeper a little better. Um, obviously, drawing a card and getting a 2-4 for 4 is pretty fantastic, but it's still not as good as a 3-5 flying for 6. Yeah, I mean, the Maze Glider is really like at an uncommon power level, I think. Where, yeah. where I think that it will be better than all the commons, but it's good to talk about. The Maze Glider reminds me a lot of the card whose name I forget from, I think, Innistrad. That was a 4-4 flying uncommon for 6, and it gave all your other flyers plus 0 plus 1. What's the card called? This is partially uh, because it's just... Oh, uh, no, right? you're thinking... I know what you're talking about. There was a white one that was a 3-3 for 5. Yeah, it gave plus 0 plus yeah, 1 to all your spirits. Yeah. And there was a blue one that gave plus 1 plus 0 to all your spirits. Yeah, and the blue one was was amazing. And this card reminds me a lot yeah. of that. Battlefield Geist was the name of the blue one. Right. And I can't remember the name of the white one. Something. Something, but, something Geist. Yeah, and those were both uncommons, I think, right? They were, they were both definitely uncommons, yes. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I mean... I, there is something to be said, though, about just the mana cost, uh, like the difference between 4 mana and 6 mana. Like, there are going to be games where you don't even get to cast Maze Glider. True. Uh, next up is Runner's Bane. Are we all still on the glider? Yes. Yeah. Okay, Maze Glider versus Runner's Bane. Runner's Bane is an aura enchant creature with power 3 or less for a colorless and a blue. And when it enters the battlefield, it taps the enchanted creature, and enchanted creature doesn't untap during its controllers and tap step. I think this card is fine. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's like definitely an anti-aggro tool, but the fact that if they can pump its tough or its power above 3, making this fall off is pretty rough. Yeah, I know. That's and the scavenge being a mechanic and well, yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess Blood Rush. Thankfully won't Blood Rush won't do yeah. anything against this unless you can untap it otherwise. True. But I, I think this card is fine. I'm going to stick with the Maze Glider. Yeah. I will agree for all the same reasons. Yeah, but it's nice that they have a removal spell at common for blue. Totally, and it's see this is the card I like this card more than Murmuring Phantasm in like as for as far as like having a early answer to aggressive strategies. Mm, I guess because of Battalion, it's very helpful in that regard. Right, where the Phantasm doesn't feel great against Battalion because they just they, when they get enough creatures, their creatures are now out of control. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's keep it moving. All right. Uh, we got a glider. Nope. And we got that uh-huh. versus an uncovered clues. Two colors and a blue for a sorcery. Look at the top four cards. You may reveal up to two instant or sorceries. Put them in your hand. Rest on the bottom. It's like a... Impulse. Intuition of... Or intuition, no. <laughs> Impulse of sorts. Uh, much, much worse with Impulse. Yeah, I mean, this feels more of a constructed card than limited card. I don't even think it's a constructed yeah. card. It's a sorcery. Sorcery for three. Um, I think that 
I don't know. I've read some articles already talking about this as constructed worthy, so I think that it is. The fuck do we well, know about yeah, that? and what the fuck do we care about constructed? This just won't <laughs> do enough in limited. I'm definitely taking. I think I think this might be the worst blue blue common. Uh, I'm inclined to agree. Hidden Strings is a common. I disagree with that. Yeah, I still think this is worse yeah. than Hidden Strings. No way. 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 This card is really bad. <laughs> way. I don't know. I'm. Uh, you spend I, three mana to often do nothing. Like, how many sorceries and instants are you playing in your limited decks in the first place? Like, you 20. might. You might cantrip this Uncovered Clues. T- to be fair, there are a lot of cards in this set. It seems like there's a lot of cards in this set that have instant sorcery matter, and that you want to be casting instant sorceries to do this or that. I still don't think it's that good, even a deck that's geared around that mechanic. If this was an instant, I could see it. But the fact that it's a sorcery, they have to main phase this card. Yeah. I'm sorry, I just I don't see it. I do, think this card is awful. Seems okay, doing a main phase is really bad. Yeah. All right, next up is good old Windrake. Maze Glider versus Windrake. I think this is kind of an interesting discussion. This is just a 2-2 flyer for three, two colors and a blue. And I'm going to stick with the Maze Glider, but I'll admit that there are plenty of decks that Windrake is definitely the more correct pick for. Absolutely. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I mean, this is pack one, pick one. I'm taking Maze Glider. But absolutely, the fact that Windrake costs three is pretty important. Windrake's um, good. It's always been good, or whatever variants thereof have always been good. Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with Windrake, and if you're in kind of an aggro Blue Skies deck, you probably want the Windrake. Um, if not, you probably want the the Elemental. Yeah, I'm worried that I'm taking the Maze Glider just because I'm so bored of Windrake, and I've been playing with Windrakes for basically my entire Magic career, you know? True. I mean, yeah, and there is something to be said for the fact that the ability on Maze Glider is sweet, but it is, like, a blue card that gives creatures flying, where if you're playing blue, you probably have at least some flying already, um, and just having more cheap, efficient flyers might just be the what the doctor ordered. But but what if Maze Glider is my only blue card? Well, then it's definitely, you're not splashing for Windrake, but I could see splashing for Maze Glider. Exactly, which, yeah. Which is the reason that, yeah, you should be taking Maze Glider, pack one, pick one. You guys ready to talk about some black cards? Black Hells, cards. yeah. Spencer, you want to read this next one? It's really interesting. Uh, oh, is it? Bane, <laughs> Bane Alley Black Guard? That's him. He's a uh, creature. He's a human rogue. He has a lot of italic text in his flavor box. <laughs> flavor he, box. he has no non-italic text in his box of flavor. He costs a black and a colorless, and he has a 1-3, and he's a stupid asshole. <laughs> hey, he's a rogue. He can block... That one card. Oh, sweet yeah. sideboard tech, bro. That is true. He can block your unblockable except by rogue cards. Maze Glider, please. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, this is just worse than the 05. Um, real quick, can we talk? I know it's a rare, but the next card, Blood Scrivener? Yeah, we'll spend the time that like, we would have talked about being Alley Black card on Blood Scrivener. That sounds fine. I think this card's insane. I think this might be my favorite card in the set. It just seems so perfect for every deck I would want to go in. I don't know. So, it seems fine. I mean... It's probably better in constructed than it is in limited. Oh, I'm uh, sure it's much better in constructed than it is in limited. I mean, I'm not. I'm just wanted to mention how much I love this card. I don't really have any insightful things to say about it, but it just seems like it just reminds me of, of Dark Confident. I know it's not Dark Confident, but it just seems like a, along that power level or in that vein. I think time will, will, will end this. Will have this card being a really good card, maybe the best card from the set. It, it is a zombie. <clears throat> it's a zombie, yeah. 
It has really cheesy flavor text. Make sure you bleed the fine print. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably enough about Blood Scrimmer. All right. Let's keep it going, Jeff. All right. So we got uh, that maze glider st- staying strong against Crypt Incursion. Two colorless and a black for an instant. Exile all creature cards from Target Player's Graveyard. And you gain three life for each creature. That could be like 72 life or something. It could That's- also be zero life. Yes. <laughs> This card is good out of the sideboard. It is not as good as the Maze Glider. It is not good out of the sideboard. I, there is no scenario where I bring this card into my deck. Well, there's several cards that have to do with the graveyard in this set. And I don't care enough about any of them to side this card what in. What about the rare guy that gives everything uh, scavenge? I don't care. That card's good. That card is very good, but this is not an effective answer to that card. Of course it is. It exiles all the cards in the graveyard. Once, and, and then every creature that's left in that guy's deck can still be sacrificed to whatever that guy's name is and scavenged onto something. I think it's and more importantly, you spent a card to get rid of an ability on a card, and that card still exists and is still killing you. Yeah. This uh, card is straight unplayable. Uh, Alright, I guess I'm an idiot. I don't know, I think you said we're going to get that scenario. I wouldn't, but I don't know. I would side it in against the guy who's playing like 30 of those four ones that you can mill yourself. I'd rather just watch that guy mill himself out. I don't know. <laughs> if, you, if every time you bring it back, you get another in your yard. I'd rather side in an is it Staticaster. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> obviously. Best case scenario. <laughs> All right, moving on, moving on. Yeah, Fatal Fumes is next. Now we have a real card. Three colors and a black for an instant. Target creature gets minus four, minus two until end of turn. See you later, Maze Glider. This is my new card. Yeah. Yeah, Ice Removal. It's awesome in combat, instant speed. Premier yeah. Removal, too. And it's there's some significant regenerate and an indestructible mythic in this set, too, that this card kills. Yeah, anything that this doesn't kill straight up will definitely die to it in combat. Or not definitely, but likely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. So it's it's essentially going to kill something, even if there's nothing with two toughness on the board. I think the general rule of drafting magic cards is you take the premier removal card over the premier creature card most of the time, depending on, in a vacuum. Sure. I, I mean, do. there are definitely decks I'd rather have Maze Glider in, but yes, uh, absolutely. I think the deck that plays Maze Glider also wants Fatal Fumes. Thank so you. All decks want both these cards. Well, and I think that's not true. Well, not all decks, but I mean they're both very good cards in a lot of scenarios. The other thing you can say about Maze Glider is that because there's a cycle of six drops you can have in each color, common. Yeah, taking the four mana removal spell is probably just a better bet for you in general. Like you might see another Maze Glider pick one pack one. You might not. You likely won't see another one of these uh, removal spells. Yeah, totally. Next up is Hired Torturer. This is a human rogue, two colors and a black for two, three, Defender. And you can tap him and pay three colors and a black. Target opponent loses two life, then reveals a card at random from his or her hand. Flavorful. How's Yeah, because other torturers are volunteer workers. <laughs> no, I mean, it's saying that... <laughs> we hired this one. This well, guy's a union they torturer. They work so much, they're just lining up to do it for free. <laughs> No, dummies. The flavor's at the revealing a card at random, because you're getting information while you're torturing yeah, Okay, oh. yeah, fine. Very clever. But, <laughs> anyway, uh, I think this card is fucking awesome. I love this card. Yeah, this um, card's sweet. Yeah. It's I, not better than Fatal Fumes, unfortunately. No. Uh, I will take it over Fatal Fumes, knowing that it is not better. 
because this is the kind of deck I want to play. It costs so much, though. I mean, if it costs, like... It costs three mana. What are you talking about? Three mana for... No, I mean, it costs so much to use it, I meant to say. Well, yeah. that's that's your win condition. That's at the end of the game. I, I think you're just kind of sinking your mana into it if you have nothing better to do. They're definitely setting us up to have a wall deck be available to us. Like, yeah. there's a good, like, Grixis wall deck in the making. And this is probably... This plus... Um, what's that guy from Return to Ravnica called? The red... The red oh, one? The Lobber Crew? Lobber Crew. This guy plus Lobber Crew is your... Cindy Lobber Crew? There's your, there's your win condition. That's Not to cool. mention the fact that you're playing that, I mean, that 1-4 uh, blue-red wall from this set that can attack every once in a while. Yeah. So, uh, that'll be a fun deck to draft. This guy is pretty sweet. Alright, uh, so next up, Fatal Fumes slash Higher Torture. The first time we've all, we've disagreed at all, versus Maze Abomination, which is the black elemental... Five and a black for a four-five death touch. Multicolored creatures you control have death touch. Yeah, I just got in my sideboard yesterday until you, Greg, told me to. You thought he was good, and signed him in. And I put him in over one of the the rocks. And I don't know if that was the right choice, but um, this guy is good. I mean, he's huge, and his ability is really good, and he's just like impossible to deal with. He can't, I mean, there's no way to kill him. He's got such a huge butt, and he just eats everything in combat, literally. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's not better than the Glider in this cycle, but he's definitely better than the Vigilance one by far. I think he's close to power level on the Glider. I mean, to kill this without a spell, like to kill this in combat, they're probably going to have to double block, and that's just a two-for-one right there. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, not only that, but it makes all your like little wiener multicolored boners awesome. Wiener boners? Those, those two penile references in one cycle. East-West Draftcast may not be suitable for all listeners. <laughs> Wiener, 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 boner, boner, boner. Uh, but yeah, I I would keep with my torture. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with fatal fumes. I will as well. Fatal fumes. But this guy's good. I like this guy. Me too. Cut you off there, Jeff. Did you have something else to say about this card? It's sweet. That's it. <laughs> All right. Awesome. What's next? Rakdos Drake. Two colors and a black for a one-two flying with unleash. So I'm working off a little spreadsheet of notes here on all these cards, and my note for this card is fuck. Yeah, this card is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's great. Like a two three unleash flyer. Like I don't know if it's better than fatal fumes. It probably isn't. With that said, I'm still taking the rectos Drake. Like a better than Drake. <laughs> this does what I want to do in this format, which is just beat down, punish people for wanting to dirtle all day. It flies and it's aggressive. I yeah, this is right up my alley. Yeah, uh, as. You could probably guess I'm the opposite of Greg. I'm going to keep my Torturer, because I want to dirtle all day. Um, Good luck dirtling with that card against this card. That's all I'm going to say. I know, you're right. I will lose to that card. This Drake, it, okay. I mean, he's really sweet for everything Greg just said, but uh, I don't think he's like amazingly awesome. I mean, I think he's really good, but um, definitely taking the Fumes. Yeah, Fumes is probably the correct pick. This is Yeah, I'm, I'm on the Jeff plan of just taking the card I want right now. Because once we get to the multicolored cards, I'm going to start picking actual good cards. All these, all yes. these monocolored commons are just kind of like they're fine, but that's not where the power level is in this set, right? Yeah. All right, uh, we are three-way split, people. Yep. You want to read the next card, Spencer? We're saving all the good ones for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sinister possession costs a single black mana. It's an aura, and you put it on a creature, and whenever said creature attacks. Or blocks. What? His controller loses one, not one, but two life. That is. Oh a- boy! 
This is, so this is basically Lust for War, but better because it's cheaper, right? Um, yeah. Nope. Means, so that means it has to be your favorite card of all time, right, Jeff? Oh, probably. Also, I would never play this ever in my entire life. It's the, like the worst card in the set. You love it so much, you just couldn't befile it by playing it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It does. It does nothing. It's uh, it's essentially one mana to do nothing. Like deal a few damage, maybe. This card is completely terrible. Don't ever play this card. Yeah, you've, you've mulliganed if you've drawn this card. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I had somebody play this against me at the pre-release yesterday. I did yeah. not lose that game. Powerful Wizards. Yeah. Uh, what is next? This is... Uh, I think you're up, Greg. Oh, me? Ubulsar Gatekeepers. Three <laughs> colors and a black for the black gatekeeper. Two, four. If you have two gates when it comes into play, target creature you don't control gets minus two, minus two until end of turn. This is definitely the best gatekeeper, and I saw it do a ton of work at the pre-release yesterday. I did not play any copies, but I think this is probably the one... I mean, this is the one gatekeeper that I would actively jam off-color gates into my deck to play. Yeah, I I will take this card. This is my favorite black card. This guy's pretty sweet. I, sh- I should mention that it's kind of... I don't know what the actual... I didn't have done a spreadsheet yet. You know, there's usually spreadsheets for these things. Jeff usually does them, but uh, I don't know what the average power toughness level is in this set. It seems like it's three or four. Yeah, it's going to be pretty good amongst all the comments. Um, that being said, he's not going to kill people outright some of the time, but he's still the best one. I mean, just killing something because it's blocked in combat or killing something that does have two toughness. Um, yeah, it's hard to argue against this guy. I'm gonna take the. I'm still gonna take the fumes though, but I like this guy a lot. Yeah, this guy's gonna do a lot of work post combat. And pre-combat, like either you're going to get a small thing out of the way, or you're going to eat something after it's taken some damage in the combat step. I totally. am really torn between the Drake and this card, but I'm going to take the Drake, if only because I think that gates are going to be harder to get in draft than they were in the pre-release sealed yesterday. For sure. Yeah, I think you have to prioritize them pretty highly. I mean, so. You have one in every pack of the last pack of the cycle. No, every first pack. Remember you draft. Oh yeah, you have one every f- first pack in Dragon Mage. But if one. but if those are going, I really do think those are going to be first, second, or third picks. Well, I mean, if you think about it, Spencer, we we talked about this last time, is that if on average you are lucky enough to get one gate in every pack, including the two that don't guarantee them, mm-hmm. that's still only three gates per player. Yeah, at the table. Right. So the real average is closer to two, two per person at the table, and if everybody's playing three colors, like they're going to be high picks, period. So I don't know how in draft how often you're going to be able to fire off these gatekeepers abilities. Yeah, that just kind of makes them. This point is just kind of making them worse. Yeah. In, you guys are saying. in sealed, I think these cards are very good, and I would take the gatekeepers over the Drake, and possibly even, and probably over Fatal Fumes as well. Yeah. yeah. I. I'd, I just think that I will be prioritizing gates higher than most people, and I will be getting them and playing gatekeepers with them. So I say, if you open one of the the, the Ubel Star gatekeepers, you gotta start slamming black black gates. I think or you gotta you slam all the gates. gates. Yeah, yeah. You just take them all. Fair enough. Yeah. One one of the things I did notice yesterday in sealed was that I found myself wanting to play off color gates in if only to enable good splashes. Like I was gonna play uh, basically a Jund deck. In sealed, but I had a Demir Guild Gate and I had a an Is It Guild Gate, so I was like, well, I'm playing black and I'm playing red, but I'm not really playing blue. But I'm like, wait, if I jam these gates into my deck, 
then maybe I could just play one blue card. And Splash is awesome. Lo and behold, I have a Void Wielder in my pool. So I'm like, all right, great. I'm going to jam this Void Wielder in, which is basically like a free splash off two gates while like enabling all of my gatekeepers and cards like that. Which makes it better on a lot of fronts. Yeah. So Pretty cool. I, yeah, I, I think that the gates... Like, Jeff, I know that you think you're going to prioritize, prioritize them higher than other people. I think you're underestimating the Magic community. I think they're going to wise up to that pretty fast. Like, I do think gates are first pickable in this format. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, next up, off for the guilds. Oh, Two colors and a red. <laughs> Sorcery. Monocolored creatures can't block this turn. Yeah. Pretty yep. garbage, yeah. Full garbage. Give me the Drake. Rakdos Drake. Give me the gatekeeper. Don't, don't play Awe for the guilds. Yeah, I mean, I think this is better than the white Detain 2 creature spell. I disagree. Oh, I disagree really? As well. You get to choose which creatures they're not blocking. This does not let you choose. Yeah, but this could get more than two. I, I don't know. I, uh, I guess... How, how often is that happening? You might you might have convinced me. It, I think they're both terrible. Let's put it that way. Yes. Okay, let's just keep going. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got Clear a Path. Uh, red mana for sorcery. Destroy target creature with defender. Removal spell. Against Jeff, this is going to be the best card in the <laughs> format. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is sideboard. Uh, you don't main deck this generally. Yeah. There are there are a lot of playable walls in the format though. So if you see your opponent has like three or four of them, especially if they're good. the quote unquote good ones, yeah, this is a fine sideboard card. I don't. Think I'll be bringing it in very often, but every once in a while it'll it'll make a trip to the main deck. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sticking with Rakdos Drake though. Me too. Or no, I'm not. Ah. I'm sticking with Gatekeepers. I did not change. All right, Spencer, you want to read the next one? Yeah, it's a uh, Maze Rusher. He's the red uh, member of this cycle. Cost six mana, of course, and he's an elemental and he's haste. And your multicolored creatures have haste, and he's huge. He's a six three, and um, he is good. I don't know. I, I'm still taking the fumes. I hadn't seen this guy yet. I actually don't don't know what the green member of the cycle does. I didn't know what this guy did. Um, I like this guy better than the white one for sure. I don't like him better than the blue one. I might like him better than the black one, but I think he's probably worse. Oh, he's definitely worse than the black one. Yeah. I think this one's yeah. actually not that good. The three toughness is kind of a liability. Yeah, he just trades with everything probably, but the haste, I think, is one of the most underrated abilities in Magic, just to kind of come out of nowhere. I'm just like, surprise! Here's a huge 6-3 coming at you this turn. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's the third best, but uh, yeah, six six power hasting. We've seen that, and uh, what was that card in Scars of Mirrodin? Six power. Hasting. Oh, the Hellion? No, that was Hellion. five four. Wasn't or five it? four. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We uh, had we had a five four haste in Return to Ravnica, and that card was only marginally playable. True. True. Right. Uh, he, I don't know. What did he I cost? think he cost more than he cost eight. No, he cost seven? the exact same cost for a five-four haste. He didn't give your multicolored creatures haste as well, but that's a good point. Though. Tenement Crasher was the name of that card. Yeah, he was marginally playable. That's I don't think point. this card is that good. I think Maze Rusher is kind of mediocre. I would not be excited to play this card. Fair enough. I think I think he's okay. I don't like it better than any of the cards we picked so far. Speaking of cards, I am excited to play the next card on the list is Punish the Enemy. Four colorless and a red for an instant. Punish the enemy deals three damage to target creature, or three damage to target player and three damage to target creature. It's weird that they ordered it like that. I would, for some reason, I expect them to have the creature thing first. But why would give me a scenario which is that relevant? Just out of curiosity. It's not, not but it's just interesting to me. Like I, I guess because my because it's when they list it, uh, they say. 
deal three damage to target creature or player is how they Usually. do it. Yeah. Yeah. So it would make sense for creature to come first because it always does. This is the card I am selecting. It is probably I think it's the best common we've seen so far. I will agree, and I will take it as well. Um, I had this yesterday, and it was awesome, obviously. Uh, the five mana is kind of steep for removal. I mean, it's just... I just so much rather have an incinerate or lightning bolt to deal three damage to a creature. Those but don't exist. Those don't exist, so... I don't know. I'm probably still sticking with the fumes, the black removal spell. Because it costs less? Uh, it costs less, which is a big thing for me, and it gives things minus toughness instead of damage, which I think is also... Relevant, even though it does less. Um, this card's awesome, though, but I like the fumes better. Yeah, I don't know. I like the fact that this kills things with up to three toughness. We talked a little bit about how the, the quote-unquote magic number for toughness in this set is probably three or four, yeah. not two. Yeah. And the fact that it also domes your opponent for three can not be understated. That's a really powerful ability. Yeah, that's super relevant. It's like um, if you all want to harken back to the original days of Mirrodin, Barbed Lightning, Yeah. which was... Two colorless and a red with entwine for two, and you had to you could either choose between creature or player, or you could pay the extra two and do both. It was like if you paid the extra two, it was this card. It was a little more flexible and definitely better than this card, but like sorcery though. But. Yeah, okay, so this is an instant. That's I, are you sure Barb Lightning was a sorcery? Not sure. I thought okay. it was though. Interesting, but uh, the fact that like you have to pay five for this is kind of a downside. But I. Like, the power level of that card was very high, and I think the power level of this card is also very, very yeah. high. Agreed. We've also seen it in Zendikar with the that one card with Landfall. I yeah. can't remember it. Searing Blaze. Searing Blaze. This is a uh, this is much more splashable than Searing Blaze, which matters a lot in this format. Yep. Uh, next up. Next up. Uh, we got ourselves a Riot Piker. Colorless and a red for two on first strike, but it has to attack every turn. Like it wasn't going to anyway. <laughs> it's certainly aggressive, but it's also very certainly worse in the late game. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, this block feels not that aggressive, not that fast. So I don't like it, although I'm sure there are decks that will. Doesn't that just kind of mean that if you have the aggressive fast deck, you have a little bit of a leg up, though? Sure, but I just think it's hard to draft. I agree. I think this guy's finding that deck in terrible everywhere else. I think I don't want to play this card unless it has a Madcap Skills on it. Ooh, that'd be Jeez. saucy. Yeah. But yeah. What about a um? What's that one? That red one from uh, Return of Ravnica that gives flying. Oh um, yeah. That's a good one too. How's that card called? The one for blue gives it flying, though, right? Yep, that's the one we're talking about. I, it's funny how I can't remember the names of these cards right now, but I can remember the name of Barbed Lightning from Mirrored and Block. <laughs> that card was way more important. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I don't... Pursuit of, Pursuit of Flight. It just took yeah. me a minute. Yeah, I, I think this Riot Piker is somewhat unplayable. I do not want this card in my decks. First striking two power guys for two in limited have always been good, but magic number for toughness is three, so who gives a shit about that? Well, and also the fact that first strike on a two power guy at two is very good if you can also block with it, which you can't. You like, can't. this card is attacking every turn whether you want to or not, and, like, taking that decision away from you is terrible. Like, that's really, really bad. He's not Blood Knight. No, no, definitely not. Um, <laughs> next up is Rebel Belt Maka. Three and a red for a 3-3. Three, three. Just a hill giant, but it also has Blood Rush. Pay a red, discard it. Target attacking creature gets plus three, plus three until end of turn. Plus one, plus one for each set of eyes. 
<laughs> I'm waiting to use that one. I I spoiled it yesterday at the uh, pre-release. This guy's oh, sweet. Hill Giant was okay. And I think this card's great. Yeah, yeah, this card feels really good. Hill Giant and Giant Growth. I like the just the design of this card a lot too. Mm-hmm. Really uh, yeah, retro. Feels pretty balanced in general. Like yeah. the, I think you're gonna blood rush it most of the time. Yeah. But Hill Giants are good, especially if you're trying to evolve things. Like three power, three toughness is probably gonna evolve most of the small evolve creatures the first or the second time. Right. Yeah, but I mean, like, compare this to, like, Scorchwalker. Holy crap, this is so much better. It's way better. <laughs> this card is, is pretty awesome. I'm glad they made this card, because I was getting kind of, like, a little... I don't know what the right word is, but it just the design of it just feels so, like, hearkening back to the old days of Magic. Just, like, a simple card. Doesn't do something ridiculous. Hill Giant that has a giant growth on it. Good anyway, slice it. Um, I'm still taking the Vapors. Yeah, I'm still taking Punish the Enemy, but they, it does seem like they could have printed this card in literally any set. Yeah. yeah, which is which is awesome, and that's cool design. You're right. Okay, we got ourselves the Red Gatekeeper. This is probably the worst one. Uh, it's two four, and you steal a creature, threaten it um, until end of turn. Gains haste. Gain, well, yeah. Threaten. Everyone knows what threaten means. Or I guess act of treason. Act of treason is probably more relevant. Yeah, relevant. Sorry. That's all good. Uh, yeah. That's pretty mediocre on a defensive creature so i'm over it yeah i don't think there's much to be said about this guy he uh is one of the lower power levels of the cycle and i'm not going to pick him over my removal i played him yesterday and he's like not that great but just as a 2-4 for four he does fine like again like most of these most of these gatekeepers especially in draft i think are only going to be two fours for four most of the time and yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Well, this one's ability is the worst. Like he'll still evolve everything. He'll still block everything. Like he's a fine card. He's just not the best of the gatekeepers. Yeah, I'll keep with the removal spell. All right, next up is Weapon Surge. This is a red instant for a single red mana. Target creature control gets plus one plus one and gains first strike until end of turn. And you can overload it for one and a red, which means that all creatures you control get plus one plus one and first strike until end of turn. This is a really Awesome card, I think. It's a like flexible fill-in for Dyna Charge, and it's I think it's probably better than Dyna Charge because it's a little bit cheaper, and I don't know, it just really has a good home in aggro decks, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love this card. It feels very, just very efficient. Oh, so efficient. It's strictly better than the white version of it. Wasn't there exactly the same version of this a set ago, two sets ago, that was white? Swift Justice. Swift Justice, I didn't overload. Yeah, this is definitely better than Swift Justice. Uh, yeah. It's outside of white, though. Like Part of what made Swift Justice good was that it was in like the pump spell colors. Yeah. But this yeah, this card is really sweet. I am not going to take it over Punish the Enemy, but I'm excited to draft and play with this card. Didn't Swift Justice give lifelink or something? Oh, it also did that. So yeah, maybe this isn't better, but as far as like creatures surviving combat, this is better. Yeah, for sure. Swift Justice did different things. Definitely a good card to have a copy, a single copy of in your deck. Yeah, because even if you're not overloading it, a single red for that ability is always like you can usually get a card's worth of value out of that. It's, it's certainly a removal spell in red in your deck. In a yeah, red deck. good little combat trick. Yeah. You want to read the next one, Spencer? Uh, on to yeah, we're in the green cards now. Saturday. We should note that there are no monocolored uncommon cards that are not split cards, which I thought was very strange. Yeah, but interesting. So all the cards we've gone through have been common so far. Yep. Anyway, what's next? Next up is Battering Carassus, and he is a fish beast. 
and he costs two colorless and a green, and he's a 2-1, and he has Trample, and he is Evolve. And he seems like a decent Simic common pick to do, like along with um, the one that I'm going to be blanking on now, the blue-green one. Um, but uh, he is not a powerful, more powerful card than Premier Removal, um, and I'm going to take my papers. What do you yeah. think, Jeff? I think this card's fine. Uh, happy to play it in any green deck, probably. But I think this card is Jawsome. <laughs> Thanks for that. Street Sharks! <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, street Sharks are sweet. Uh, street Sharks are micro-machines in one podcast. That's right. Jeez. Stick it at old school. What else we got? I think this card is actually pretty good. I played a couple copies in my pre-release deck. I think the thing you really need to pay attention to with this card is the fact that it has Trample. It's really easy to kind of overlook and forget that fact. Because usually a 2-1 for Trample, like, that ability isn't relevant. But if you, I don't know, like, evolve it a couple times, and then they start having to chump block it, like, you can kind of forget that it has that extra ability to force through damage. Yeah, I think this card's it's fine. It's solid. Yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a fine curve filler. And it's it can be pretty aggressive. Yeah. Okay, next card. We have the Crawl Warrior. Uh, this is a Grizzly Bear. But this grizzly bear can pay six mana to get plus three plus three until end of turn. Not good. Uh, what? I don't know. Uh, six mana to make it a five five. You gotta love a bear with upside. I yeah, mean, this is, I'm this fine is cool. with this card. I don't think bears it's, are gonna be good now. I don't know. Bears... Yeah, but this isn't just a bear. It's a bear that could also just be a five five late in the game. Like the the bad thing about bears is if you draw them late, they don't do as much. But this card, if you draw on, on turn six or whatever. Has the chance to be better than a bear. It gets eaten by a lot of the other six mana guys of that cycle. It's eaten by the black one. It's eaten by. The... Yeah, but it's a two mana card that eats a six mana card. I mean, trades it's, with it. It's eaten by. I mean, you're spending eight mana to do that total, I guess. But yeah. Sure, I... but it but it sits in your two mana spot in your curve, like. Yeah, it's flexible. Yeah. I don't think he's terrible. I'm just not excited at all for him. I don't think he's great or anything. I think he's playable. I think this card is as good as the last card. Uh, I think the Crace is a little yeah. bit better, but this card is definitely good. I mean, it's it's a card that I would want in my green decks. Yeah. Alrighty. Well. Well, I think we're all, I mean, we're, are we all still on the cards we previously chose? Yeah. So I'm on Punish the Enemy. Sticking on that one as well. I'm right. on something Vapors, Fumes, whatever it is. Alright, next up is Maze Behemoth. Here's the green elemental. Five and a green for a 5-4 trample. Multicolored creatures you control have trample. Not so hot. Keep it in the circus, Behemoth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems fine, but uh, yeah, I mean he's worse. There's than a million, Crawler, maybe. I don't know, maybe not. No, nah, it's not worse. But it, there's a million six mana green cards that are as good or better. So this card could like could have been very good in some other set, but the, it's just a supply and demand issue. There's so many fine six drops at common that you don't need to prioritize a card like this. You can just pick one up. In any color. Yeah. Uh, let's keep going. Mending Touch. Green mana for an instant regenerate target creature. What uh, do you think, Spencer? Not amazingly impressed by it in any real way. Um, I guess regenerating a creature for a green mana is serviceable. Usually green creatures are quite large and can eat other creatures easily. But um, this, this card isn't exciting at all. I mean, I can see the scenarios where you might want to play it, but not often. I so I don't like this card and I would not take it, but uh, I'm kind of bummed that they did a reprint of a very old card 
and didn't just use the old card. Like I, I kind of wish they would. What are you talking about? Was it just called uh, Life Ward? Is that what it was called? Oh, I don't Isn't know. A white one that did this too for white. Yeah, I think. But there's a green one from like maybe from beta that is does exactly this, and it'd just be cool to like reprint an old card. I don't know. I agree. That's too bad. Quite I, better. I agree that this card is not especially playable, and I think it's sideboard material for the most part, but it is cheap enough and tricky enough to the point where I have a feeling it'll be like underrated at first. Like People like won't play it enough or bring it in enough, but then because of that, it'll get overrated. You know, like Then people mm-hmm. start playing it main deck all the time. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Next up is... All right, hold on one second. Sure. I just spent a long time looking up that card... And it doesn't exist. I have no idea what card I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about either. I was like, no, nah, I'm pretty sure they've never made this card before. <laughs> All right. I was wrong. Moving next, on. Next card is Mutant's Prey. This is another instant for a single green. Target creature you control with a plus one plus one counter on it fights target creature on opponent controls. Bleh. Bleh. Yeah. Right. Like, Real mediocre. Worse than Prey Upon, worse than Pit Fight. It just... That's- I, there's such a narrow application. Like you'd have to be all evolve and scavenge creatures for this card to even come close to being playable. I think, and it's still risky in that regard. Deck's gonna be a lot more diluted from their original guilds, and things that want to have plus one plus one counters on them are not gonna be as easy to make happen. And I don't think this card is it's gonna be very narrowly playable. You know what this makes me excited for though is a card that reads put a plus one plus one counter on on a creature and it fights another target creature. I mean, obviously that'd have to be very expensive, but how cool would that be? Yeah, we could see that eventually. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, this card's not good. Next up, Phytoburst. Target creature gets plus fives, plus fives until end of turn for a colorless and a green. Sorcery alert! (laughs) (laughs) Sorcery alert. Terrible card alert. Yeah. This just makes me think of those modern infect decks that play a bunch of just, like, gigantic pump spells at sorcery speed, like Might of Old Krosa on their yeah. effect dudes. Like, I could see this card making a splash there, but in limited, no thanks. Yeah, no. Too much can go wrong with this card. Right. Pass on this one as well. All right. Uh, we got a Cerule Gatekeepers, last Gatekeepers. Life gain alert. Seven life for these bad boys. I actually kind of like them. You're actually kind of a nut. Because this is the worst one. Uh, this one and the red one are both. I think this pretty is pretty close. I think this was worse than the red one, but I think that like Greg says these are close. I God, seven life is so much life. Yeah, but again, like <sighs> so, you're really. I think you're overestimating how often you're going to have two gates in play. Possibly. So that's all I'm going to say. Two four for four, not bad. Okay, I'm still yeah. still taking punish the enemy. Poor green, man. I haven't even come close to taking any of these Anything, cards yeah. over Agreed. over that red common. The next well, one. We have one chance. more. One more chance. Um, I'll say it. It's a thrashing moss dog. <laughs> it costs three colorless and a green, and it's a three three, and it has reach. Don't forget about that, like I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it worked out okay though, but it does have reach, and it scavenges for six, and it is a fine card in every respect. Uh, I'm not going to take it over the card I have now, though. 
Yeah, easier to cast, cheaper to scavenge than uh, Kuro's Demonitor. I'm in for this card. This card's pretty cool. This card's good, yeah. Yeah, and it's a Moss Dog. Bring him back the Moss Dog. Oh, hell no. What's up, dog? It doesn't look like a Moss Dog. It looks like a squid. No, it looks like a Moss Dog. It just has extra... It has reachers. Tentacles. It kind of feels like a Simic card because of that. But it's a Golgari card. Might be the best green common, though, I think. Do we like one better than that? Yeah, I think the only one that comes, the only ones that come close are the other two cheap creatures, the the Battering Crisis and Crawl Warrior. Yeah, and I think this is better, so. Mossdog, sweet though. Alright, let's get into the multicolored cards. Now, we're not, we're not gonna do this by guild, are we? We're just gonna do alphabetical? Let's start from the top. Alphabetical. Okay, so we're, this is gonna be kinda mixed up, but first up is Alive and Well. This is our first split card. It's an uncommon. The Alive Half reads three colors and a green. Put a 3-3 green centaur token onto the battlefield. The Well Half reads single white sorcery. You gain two life for each creature you control, and it has fuse, which means you can cast both halves at the same time. Yeah, all split cards have fuse in the set. Right. Uh, I like this card. Um it's uh, five mana for three, three, and two life. That's not great, but uh, there's more than two life a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah and there are more bigger upsides, right? If you're a populate deck, it's great. If you're, I don't know, if you have a ton of creatures, it's great. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's one of the lower power levels of the split cards, but I think it's playable. It's, it's no assault and battery, but I do like it. No, and I'm gonna keep with the common removal over it, but I still think it's solid. Yeah, me too. I'm still on the red removal spell. What's next? Uh, next, we got Armed and Dangerous. Another split card. We got the red side. Target creature gets plus one, plus one. Double strike. Uh, this is a sorcery, by the way. Uh, and Dangerous. All creatures able to block target creature this turn do so. That is three colorless and a green. Together, it is six mana to do both. So for six mana, you can theoretically just, like, wrath their board. Hopefully. At, at the expense of two of your cards, a creature and this card. You might not lose the creature, though. Double strike. I don't know. You probably will. But, uh, you will, oh, yeah. Uh, if you're, you're wrathing their board. This card seems fine for a sorcery. Seems good. Yeah. But would you ever play this if you're not going to fuse it? No. Um, I mean, unless... The, unless unless the green yeah. half wins yeah. you the game that turn. Or, I mean, or, or both sides could win the game, game right? Yeah. yeah, the armed one would only win it for you like if you knew you were getting there it unblocked, no though. Yeah. Totally. But still, yeah, I mean, it's a fine card, but not great. I think I like Alive and Well more. Yeah, I think Alive and Well is actually much better than this card. Mm, I disagree. I don't think Alive and Well is better than this card. I like, like this card better, but I might be proved wrong over time with that. Yeah. I'm still unpunished the enemy, though. Yeah, me too. Next up, Armored Wolf Rider. Three, a green, and a white for a 4-6. And that's it. A lot of italics in the text box. Same Just combined power toughness as Crawlworm for one less mana, folks. Okay. Uh, does anybody else think the name of this card is like really lazy (laughs) it's pretty lazy but at the same time it's it's it works it's yeah it works it's elegant it's like exactly what the card is i mean look at that art it's an armored wolf rider i don't know it feels like like a card from like third edition or something yeah i mean to be fair it looks like the wolf is armored and not the rider well maybe it's just it's It's an armored guy riding an armored wolf now that yeah but that it should yeah, be an armored the hyphen, wolf rider. Yeah, the, the hyphen should be in between armored and wolf, if that's the case, right? Armored wolf, armored rider is what they should have called it, because I think they're both wearing armor. He's just wearing a bathrobe. Anyway, this is <laughs> fucking boring. It's really, it's like, it is slightly above the curve, like Spencer said, but who cares? It's like, I, I, I don't... 
care about this card at Sometimes all. Sometimes the, the like non-exciting cards are the best ones, though. I think I like this card. I don't think it's blowing me out of the water, but it's good. I'm happy to draft it and play it. Hmm. All right. Well, let's let's keep our removal spells and move on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got Ascended Law Mage, two colorless, a white and a blue, for a Vidalcan Wizard, and it's a three-two flying hexproof, the most lame keyword ever. Um, this card's great. Yeah, this card's a fucking bitch. But <laughs> flying and hexproof is just what we wanted, right? So annoying. Yeah, I think I'm taking this over a removal spell. This card feels. Like, it's winning you the game. The rock, the steeple rock, eats him for breakfast, though. Yeah, most flyers in this format trade with this pretty well. The the problem is, is like, once you put an aura on this guy, it's just like, all right, now what do I do? I can't even win. Yep, and that there's a lot of auras in these sets. Yeah, I'm still taking Punish the Enemy. I think that's a better card, and the fact that it's only a single color is definitely upside over this, but this card is very good. Yeah, this is is close for me, I agree. I take the removal, though. I will also say that Azorius is my most excited guild to play. I'm most excited to play Azorius. And why is that? Um, I just think that it pairs really well with its with everything with its buddies. It pairs really well with Demir. It pairs really well with Simic. It pairs really well with um, what's Orzov, that? Boros. Uh, I was thinking Orzov. Not okay. So great with Boros, but I, mean, I guess it could be fine with Boros. But it does pair well with all those. Yeah. But anyway, I like this card a lot, and I will take it. And by like it, I mean I don't like it, but I think it's powerful. So this is your pick, Jeff? Yeah. Why don't you go, Spencer? Uh, Beetleform Mage is the next bro on our list. And Beetleform Mage is a green and a blue and a colorless for a 2-2. And it's a human insect wizard. It's got all kinds of creature types. And for a blue and a colorless, you can turn Beetle Mage into a... Well, I should just say it gets plus 2, plus 2, it gets flying to another turn... You can do that once a turn. Um, which oh, I can't give it double flying. You can't get, you can't give it double flying, which flies above the flyers, goes into the lower atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Superman; it reverses time and yeah. space. <laughs> you pay six and mana, yeah. He spins the world the other direction. Back. You go back a turn. Yeah, take backs. <laughs> Miss trigger, not anymore. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> anyway, uh, this card is absurd for a common. Yeah, it's really good. That's what I I have in my notes here. It's like in the late game, it's only slightly worse than an air elemental. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is insane for a three mana common. Like this card is really sweet. Yeah, I'm still taking punish the enemy. But I'm never going to take it over anything though. This card is very cool. Yeah, I'm I'm going to take law mage over it, but I I will probably first pick this guy if the pack is. You know, not if it doesn't have premier removal or a ridiculous uncommon. Yeah, think, think how decent the Oculus was in the same colors a set or two ago, and yeah. this guy is probably much better so, than that. So much better. Yeah, it's a lot better. Uh, are neither of you are taking it though? Are you? No. no. All right. Next up is Blast of Genius. Four colors, a blue and a red for a sorcery uncommon. Choose target creature or player. Draw three cards, then discard a card. Blast of Genius deals damage equal to the discarded card's converted mana cost to that creature or player. This doesn't actually target. Did you notice that? Yeah, it does. Choose target target creature. creature, Oh, it does say target. Okay, I thought it said choose creature. Yeah, never mind. I was like, oh man, loophole. That's one way to get the hexproof guy, but nope. Hexproof is still lame. This card's really good. Yeah. I mean, even if you're just drawing three and discarding a card, I mean, you're not. That's not that bad. Yeah. Uh, And the fact that you can also probably remove something. 
You could probably maybe if you're like really dirtily, you can get some value with the card you discard too and scavenge it. I don't know. Oh yeah, totally. Cool. Yeah, I am. I am taking this card. This I might take this card is, too. Yeah. This card is sexy. But There's lots of possibility with it. I mean, draw three and remove a creature. It's more like draw two and remove a creature. Right, that's what I meant. But but you know what I mean. Like drawing cards and killing things in one card. I love it. Yeah, it's like a mercurial chemistry where you don't have to choose which ability you're going to use. Yeah. Straight to value town from turn yeah. one. I'm actually tempted to stick with punish the enemy over this card, but I think this card is slightly yeah. better than that. I wouldn't fault you. Six mana is rough. So that's, it's six, six mana four, so. and it's two colors, so yeah. I think punish the enemy might actually still be better than this card, but... Blastogene is too cool. Like, I gotta take this card. I love it. If you're disciplined, you'll take the monocolor premiere removal. If you like to have fun, you'll take this card. Yep. And this podcast is definitely all about fun. True. True. All right. Blaze Commando. Three colorless, a red, and a white. Whenever an instant or sorcery spell you control deals damage, you put two 1 1 red and white soldier creature tokens with haste onto the battlefield. (laughs) This guy is a 5 3 for 5 mana, by the way. And he is an uncommon. Uh, you, this this could do a lot of damage. Yeah. Uh, you could also be extremely underwhelming. <laughs> yeah, it could also be a five mana five three. So I will stick with Blast of Genius. But I don't think this guy's that good, to be honest. I don't. I just think that the cards that say your plus one plus one counters or your instant sorceries matter are going to be good. It's not. That's yeah, not, I mean, I'm really glad that this doesn't say deals damage to to a player. Target player yeah, yeah totally you can kill creatures and put creatures into play that's nice um and then uh think about the uh the card that greg was just on three damage to a player then three damage to a creature you're getting four tokens for that i'm pretty sure synergy explosion do you isn't that isn't that how it works because it's I doing it i think it's whenever an instant of sorcery spell so the same instant of sorcery is dealing the damage it's not a different instant of sorcery uh, it says whenever an instant or sorcery spell you control deals damage. I so it deals think, yeah, twice. I think, I think Spencer's right. Uh, probably, I don't know which one of you is right. It's <laughs> a tough call. We need a judge. Judge! Hey, I'm a rules advisor. Or I used to be. Well, then I'm going with you on this one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but I just decided that I think Spencer's right. Yeah, because it's, it's just counting the instant or sorcery spells. It's not counting how many times it's yeah, damage. Yeah, he's, he's, I think he's right. But anyway, it's still cool. Uh... Next card, people. Bread for the Hunt. We talked about this last episode. Whenever a creature you control with a plus one, plus one counter deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card. It costs a single colorless, a green, and a blue. I don't think it's that good. Bad. Move Jim on. It does nothing. All right. Let's keep it, it moving. Bronze back Moa. Bronze Beak Moa is next. Two colorless, a green, and a white for a 2-2. Two, two. Bron- yeah, it's a bronze back, bronze beak. Bronze Armored Moa, armored beak. Moa face. 2-2 two, two for 4. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, Bronze Beak Moa gets plus 3, plus 3 until end of turn. Awesome with the white gatekeeper. Yeah, and Night Watch is a card, but I don't know. This guy's just okay. There's plenty of white things that make 2 tokens or make 2 creatures. Yeah, but I mean, oh. then they could just jump it. Yeah, and you have to draw them in the right order. Like, in any anytime you're not pumping him, he's just a two-toughness dude that you can remove with any, basically any removal spell. A lot of the yeah. white things that make two dudes, though, are common in multiple sets. I think a green-white deck that's aggressive will love this card. Uh, every other deck is not going to care too much. Well, you should also mention, with Eyes in the Sky, it's kind of a little combat trick. 
Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the card's bad. I just, I'm not gonna take it over Blast oh. I would take Punish the Enemy oh, over this card. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I would take, take the Black Removal spell over this card. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not making those arguments. I think he's fine. I think he has some situations when he can be pretty good. I don't think he's a great card in of himself. Alright, moving on. Uh, we got ourselves a Carnage Gladiator, two colorless, red, black, four, two, Skeleton Warrior. This guy can regenerate for a black, a colorless, and a red. That was a weird order to read yeah, that. Yeah, I was just thinking and, that. <laughs> and most importantly, or maybe not most, but very importantly, whenever a creature blocks, that creature's controller loses a life. Now here's a four drop I can get behind. This oh, card is very boy. difficult to block. Right? Yes. Very good. Uh, feels real strong. This guy's Carnage Gladiators is an awesome name for a card. So like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want like Armored Wolf Rider. Let me more Carnage Gladiators. <laughs> I think, I hate to say it, but the artwork of this card is kind of dumb to me. Yeah. And it makes me like what? the card less. What? This is so cool. <laughs> I don't like the artwork either. He just looks like ridiculous. He know. does look ridiculous. He's totally ridiculous. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> He's got like a giant spike hand. Anyway, um, so this guy's really good. He's so I'm gonna take features. Really? Yeah. I I think so. I like this more than uh, Blast of Genius as well, just because it's a little more efficient. Four mana for just a beater, just a four two impossible to block beater. To, to be yeah, fair, not, we made the argument that Blast of Genius was super inefficient. Right, and that's what yeah. I'm saying. I think this card is pretty damn efficient. This is why I'm taking it. Not yeah. only that, but it does something the turn you play it too, like. It really does. Like, if you have creatures, all of a sudden, like, now they're, if they want to trade, like, they have to take damage and stuff. So anyway, he, fit, he fits into the decks he'd go in really well. Yeah. It's, it's kind of easy to overlook the fact that this does any block. Like, if your opponent, yeah. if any creature blocks, yours included. True. You're not but blocking if you're playing a deck. Who's blocking in a yeah. deck? Come the, on now. This is, this kind of goes back to when I picked Rakdos Drake. I just love these hyper aggressive cards. Like, cause that's what I, I think that, that's the strategy I want in this in this format because everybody else is going to be so slow. This guy's way ahead of the curve, and he eats the gatekeepers pretty well too. For breakfast, sir. I'm still sticking with a blast though. All right, the blast is probably a little more fun, I guess. Yeah. But Drunk, I right. think this is definitely a better card, it's or not nice. definitely, but it, in my mind, this is what I want to be doing. I'm, I'm getting a print from you, Ryan Berger, next during Grand Prix. You're at Carnage Gladiator. <laughs> All right, next card. Debt. To the Deathless. This is a very awkward casting cost. X, white, white, black, black, sorcery. Gold, white, Uncomfort. white, white. <laughs> white, 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 white. Oh, inside joke. All right. Uh, each opponent you... <laughs> each opponent loses two times X life. You gain life equal to the life lost this way. That's a life, 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 life. What? So... You're, let's say you cast this for six total mana, which is a lot of mana. <laughs> You're going to deal four damage and gain four life for six. Oh boy, mediocre. Uh, yeah, the mana cost on this is just too prohibitive. I couldn't justify picking this highly at all. This card's sweet in your white-black pro tour, Greg. Pro tour deck, Greg, that has the, the what the hell is that guy's name? Oh, Crypt the Cryptgast, yeah. yeah. It's a cool card with Cryptgast. So there you go. If you uh, randomly mize one of these in the first pack, then end up with a Crypt Ghast in pack two, then maybe you could think about running this card. Even Live then, I think you're... Dream. Yeah, you're really getting narrow. You so. can't play any other colors in that deck. You can only play white and black. Carnage Gladiator for me, please. Yeah, me too. 
Uh, here's a card we've talked about that I fucking love. Deputy of Quiddles. Uh, white, blue, 2-2 two, two flash. And when he comes into play, you may return target creature you control to its owner's hand. This is a common. common. Awesome. This is a common. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, yeah, this card is sweet. I'm taking the uncommon over it still, but boy, this is going to do some work. Yeah. I like it more after seeing the whole set, too. Yeah. Yeah, feels real strong. Really good with both of his on-color. Gatekeepers are common. Um, saves you some removal. Gets you another card. Gets another creature. Blocks something. This card is really sweet. Now, Next up is Down and Dirty. The down half is three and a black sorcery. Target player discards two cards. The green half is Dirty. Two and a green. Return target card from your graveyard to your hand and it has fuse this card is below the curve in every way i think it's probably the worst split card i do it's nice that the dirty half is just a recollect it's like any card not just a creature i'm I'm saying it's it's a reprint of a an old card that called recollect or recollect or however you want to say it but um so it they didn't like pat like they didn't make it cost four you know what i mean like, it still costs the same as the just regular card that... I mean, unless you're talking regrowth, but that was broken. They just unrestricted that in Vintage. Oh, yeah? Nice. Yeah. Um, so clearly it's not that powerful anymore. But have you thought about this? You could target yourself with the down half, discard two, and get one of those cards back. What? Yeah. Take me to Value Town, Jeff. <laughs> wow. Fuck. I mean, I'm just saying, if you have no cards in your graveyard, it's it might be worth it. Wait, why? Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jesus. <laughs> um. Anyway, can we can we take a quick moment to just say that Dragon Shift, which is a rare, is awesome, and it's, just move I, on. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. It's really expensive to overload it, but it's still just an, an awesome card. You win the game when you overload it. So yeah, I hope so. Uh, next up, Spencer, you want to read this one? Uh, Drown in Filth sounds like a band we would all go see when we were in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it costs a black and a green. It's a sorcery, and you can choose to start a creature. You can put the top four cards of your library into your graveyard, and then that creature gets minus one and minus one until end of turn for each land card in your graveyard. Um, removal, it's really situational. Um, Uh, here's... Here's where Jeff's application of targeting yourself with down and dirty <laughs> works. Because those this, lands in there. Yeah, this doesn't just count the lands that you revealed. It counts all lands Everything. in your graveyard. So it kind of scales up. Like, if you cast one copy of this, you might only get something minus one, minus one. But then the second copy could go as big as, like, minus three, minus three, or something I like wish, that. I wish that it said for every creature in your graveyard. But just every card. I don't I don't know how pleasant this card is. Every card, that'd be absurd. Yeah, every card, this would be... Really good. Yeah, no, every, I mean, every permanent, maybe. What's that creature from uh, Shards that's really good? Three mana for 2-2, two, two, and you can search lands up and sacrifice lands. It's really good. It's in the queue. It's um, a knight. It's white and green. Oh, Knight of the Reliquary. Knight of the Reliquary. Yeah, that is good with this card. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Let's live in that world. <laughs> FYI. Where those two cards will ever be <laughs> played together. Yeah, uh, I mean, Drona feels okay. I, I'm definitely not taking it over uh, the Carnage Gladiator, but I think it could be playable... I I mean, you need a lot of ways to dump cards into the graveyard, though, before yeah. it gets there. 
It feels as playable as that uh, one black in Aura from... Oh, was exactly Death's Approach. I was thinking exactly that. Yeah, Death's Approach, yeah. It feels just as playable. I 100% agree with you. Okay. Uh, next up is Far and Away. It's another split card. Jeff, you want to take this one? Uh, this card is fucking awesome. Uh, okay. It's an instant uh, colorless and a blue for Far. Return target creature to its owner's hand. Away is two colorless and a black for target player. Sacrifices a creature. Pay five mana. Two for one you. This suck a bitch. Fucking brutal. Yeah, it's real good. Such a tempo beating. Yeah, I might take this card. Um, I, I don't know. It's still the same. It's like it's a more disciplined card. Not as fun as the other one, the is it one, but uh, this card is uh, just an automatic two-for-one for a reasonable mana cost. Yep. I'll take it. I will take it, too. This card's absurd. Oh, man, I really like it, but Carnage Gladiator is so sweet. It is sweet. It fucking eats Carnage Gladiator for breakfast. Yeah, this is probably better than Carnage Gladiator, if only because it's a little more flexible. Like, you can cast either half, you can so cast flexible. both. Yeah, this this is probably the pick. I do it begrudgingly, though. I'll take far and away. I think this and the blue-red one are the maybe the two best uncommons. Maybe. I mean, but, Carnage Gladiator is sweet. Like, I think that's one of the... Uh, that's a really good common. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. That's creature. It's good. Next up is Feral Animist. 2-1 for a red and a green. This is a reprint. It's a goblin shaman uncommon. Wow, that rhymed a little bit. Uh, three colorless, uh, and feral animist gets plus X plus O until end of turn where X is its power. So the first time, like just on its own, if you pay three mana, becomes a 4-1, and then if you do it again, it becomes an 8-1. That totally ignores any shenanigans you can do with plus plus one counters, auras. Like I was putting madcap skills in this card, Yesterday at the pre-release, Ooh. holy cow, like, gets out of hand really fast. I mean, the one toughness makes it so that he's pretty easy to remove still, but he's got some upside if you can increase his power in any way besides just pumping the three mana into him. With that said, Far and Away is a better card. Yeah, It's Far and Away better. Oh, yes. Jeffrey. This card ah. makes those uh, Return of Ravnica cards, what's that one card, that uh, instant that puts a plus one, plus one counter on it for a green? Burst of Strength. Burst of Strength. You can get those really late in your last pack, and those play super well with this card. That was in Gate Crash. Was it a Gate Crash? No, it wasn't, was it? Yeah, Burst of Strength. Yeah, it is. It's a Simic card, essentially. Okay, yeah. Well, you sure. think maybe Common Bond? Um, either one of those. I mean, they both play really well with this card. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's a lot of cards that play well with the Animist. I think this this card is better in this set oh, than, it was in, <laughs> than it was in the original Ravnica. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with this card yesterday with Blood Rush cards, too. It just it fits what Red and Green wants to do in this format very well, to the point where like it looks kind of underwhelming, but I think it's actually pretty good. I don't know, like, like I said, I don't know how high of a pick it is, but if you're playing Red-Green as main colors, I think it's very, very playable. Yeah. All right. Flux Charger. Two colorless, blue-red, one-five flying... Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, you can flip-flop power and toughness. It's a technical rules term right there. Flip-flop. Flip-flop. Flippity-flop. 5-1 flying when you cast an instant or sorcery if you want. That's pretty big in the air, and it blocks real well. Um, I like this card. I don't... I'm not taking it, but it's pretty good. I played against it once yesterday in kind of garbage time. It was like we were both top decking and he was losing from the board state. Um, I mean, it's a bad sample sample size for this card, but 
like I said before, I don't think the cards that say since sorceries matter are going to be too prevalent. Uh, that being said, a 1-5 flying that sometimes can attack and hit really hard, hit for a quarter of your life, is not bad. I don't think he's amazing, but I think he's totally, totally fine. I think this is going to be a very skill-intensive card to play. It's It really fits kind of what Is It wanted to do back in Return to Ravnica, which was sit back, sit back, and then eventually just like hit the opponent for like 10 life out of nowhere. Yeah. And this card fits that strategy very well. But with that said, you have to really plan out your plays with it and make sure that when you do cast your instant or sorcery, you're getting that damage through. Like, if he's just attacking for one or blocking all the time, that's kind of mediocre. Sure. But I like it. I mean, it's not as good as Far and Away or Carnage Gladiator. Or even, I think Punish the Enemy is probably still better than this card. Probably. Can we talk about Gaze of Granite real quick? Yeah, sure. Go for it. For those of you who haven't played with Pernicious Deed... This card is not as good as Pernicious Deed, but it's quite insane. <laughs> I had this and Merciless Eviction yesterday, and I cast them both in the same games multiple times. <laughs> Fucking unfair. Like, I, we cast it for four, and the favorite phrase was, my guy, my opponent had four creatures out, and I had one. I had one, uh, like, a five-mana creature. And he's like, so basically this rasp my board, and you get to keep your guy. And I was like, yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I mean, even the prohibitive mana cost. Doing it for one or two can get tokens. Doing it for I mean, I guess doing it for zero gets tokens, right? That's yeah, correct. This card is nuts. Um, it's really fun, really good. Yeah, it's enchantments too, and in artifacts, which is relevant. Yep, it's not pernicious deed, but it's if for limited purposes, it's close. Yeah. Yep. Uh, next up is give and take is another split card, uncommon. The give half is a green sorcery, two colors and a green. Put three plus one plus one counters and target creature. Take is two and a blue. Remove all plus one plus one counters from target creature you control. Draw that many cards. Ancestral Recall. It has Fuse. Four. It's a six mana Ancestral it's Recall. Five more mana. It's still probably good for, as a sorcery speed. Oh, it's playable. Yeah, I'm, I don't love it. but I think most of the time you're just going to cast the give half of this and yeah. be stoked about it. Yeah, just have a massive dude. Just put three plus one plus one counters on your Feral Animist. The give picture is fucking awesome, by the way. I gotta turn my laptop. Yeah, I gotta. Right. Hold on, let me let me crane my neck. What is it? It's a it's shark a sh- with claws. Shark. It's a shark crab. Shark crab. Oh boy. Fish crab. Let's just turn everything into a shark, something or other. Shark right now. Oh, there's a card that does that later. All right. Next up is Gleam of Battle. You want to read this one, Spencer? Uh, it costs four colorless, a red and a white. It's an enchantment, and whenever a creature you control attacks, put a plus one plus one counter on it. Big enchantment, costs a lot of mana. I love those, and uh, this card <laughs> is good. I mean, it does something. You cast it first main phase, and then attack with your battalion dudes, make them all huge. What's not to like? Yeah, it does something that turn you cast it, which for these big expensive enchantments matters a lot. Yeah, yeah. I don't. It's not like a, an amazing card. I don't want to take any of everything, but I think it's a fine card to pick and play. Yeah, it's okay. What would this have to cost to get you to take it over? Uh, far and away, like five mana, four mana, four mana, four, four mana for sure. Yeah, yeah, five mana maybe. Okay, just hold on to that thought for a minute. Uh, Goblin Test Pilot is next. We talked about this last episode. Colors never play of, it. ever, ever, ever. Yeah, colorless of blue and red for a O2 flying. You can tap it. Deals two damage to a target creature or player <laughs> chosen at random. This card is a piece of garbage. It <laughs> might do what you want it to do sometimes, <laughs> but the fact is that you'll never know because it says random right there in the rules text. Don't play this card. Or just grow some balls and play it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be a little bitch. <laughs> all right. So next up, Jeff, you want to read this one? 
Sure. Uh, we got Gruel War Chant. Uh, it's not as good as the plow. But, you know. <laughs> what is Gruel War Plow's best? <laughs> um, two colors, a red and a green enchantment. Each attacking creature you control gets plus one, plus one, and can't be blocked except by two or more creatures. Plus one, plus zero. Oh. Uh, it's, yeah, that's correct. Uh, it's, it's like a gleam of battle that costs four. Right? I mean... Kinda. I mean, be better. It's, it's probably better because it makes your creatures harder to block as well. Yeah. Um, but I think Gleam of Battle is in the better colors. Oh, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, you're going to have more creatures in red, white, I think. But yeah, I think I white know. wants to dirtle more as yeah. a color than green does. I guess that's true. Whereas, like, red and green are kind of the beatdown colors of the format. I had this yesterday, and it was fucking insane. Even okay. with one creature out, it was insane. And that I was going to play it at first, and Greg told me to play it. And boy, was he right, because this card was really good. Okay, that's what I wanted to... Like, I actually didn't talk to you about this card. I want to know how good this is, because I didn't get the chance to play with it, but I saw that you had it. I saw that somebody else at the pre-release yeah. had it. And on the surface, to me, it looks really good. Four mana is awesome. Like, I'm always, like every time I drew it, I always like, would think in my head, it costs five. And I look at it again, I'm like, oh, it's only four! And both clauses on it, both things it does, are yeah. really good. I mean, yeah. Even just making one of your dudes uh, one power bigger and attacking with it is is was fine. And then the fact that I could just get in, like when it was a stalemate, it was so good. Like I would just kill him when he drew it. it like, basically, it's, it's some one of the normal guys at that card store, one of the nerdy guys, compared it to Overrun, and it's not Overrun, but it's still really good. I don't think it's far away from more Overrun. Um, I, well, because it's a permanent ability, you get to do it turn after turn, turn after which turn, is yeah. really nice. I mean, but once you cast Overrun, there was no more turns after that. <laughs> That's true. It's it's really good. I would think about first picking this over Far and Away. It's kind of a toss up, actually. I'd probably take the Far and Away just because it's always good. But man, this card's good. What are you taking, Jeff? Uh, I'm gonna keep taking Far and Away, but Spencer was very close to convincing me with his rant there. Yeah, I'm <laughs> taking this card, Gruel War Chant. Again, I'm I'm. I'm the guy who wants to be down, so this is right up my alley. Yeah. Okay. Really good, folks. Play this card. Pick it early. Win games. Cool. And, I mean, enchantments are hard to deal with, too. Yep. Not mm. if you have uh, Gaze of Stone. Next Gaze up is Haunter of Night Vale. Three colors, a blue and a black for a spirit. Uncommon. 3-4. Creatures your opponents control get minus one, minus oh. So we saw an enchantment that did this... Not too long ago, correct? It was like a three-man enchantment? It was four-man. It was in uh, Conflux. Conflux? Okay. That doesn't seem like that long ago to me, but I guess it was quite a while ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I mean, I remember... Go ahead, Jeff. That that card wasn't that playable um, because it was just an enchantment. This being a creature is a big difference. Um, It's an enchantment. But uh, I do remember watching Ben play, uh, I think, the only draft he ever did during that time and he took like multiples of that <laughs> card and his deck was awesome but anyway so this, anyway this guy seems good he seems okay to me like he's definitely nice because if you do want to dirtle that minus one minus oh is pretty relevant like just gruel war chant just becomes the goblin war drums at that point and but i mean a three four for five eh. i think he's good i think he's playable i don't think he's we pick him any over the cards we've been right. That's so not, far. Right, not too exciting to me, but I do think he's playable. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I think he's very playable. But. Yeah. I'm still on Gruel War Chant. War Plow. Gruel War Plow, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alright. Jelen Sphinx. He's Jelen like Magellan. Okay. He's Jelen. Uh, the art on this card is sweet. 
Yeah, it really is. Uh, three colorless, white, blue, one, five, flying vigilance. And whenever it attacks, other creature, other attacking creatures get plus one, plus one until end of turn. The vigilance on this card really sells it. Otherwise, yeah. it would not be good. But the yes. fact that you can just leave it back on defense and give your team a crusade when you attack is so cool. Yeah, kind of I mean, I feel like flying. this gives, this is close to like a three, five flying vigilance because of the ability, you know? Like, it's going to get in that much more damage, but it might even get way more damage in than that. Totally. Like, if you have enough tokens, like enough bird tokens or whatever. Yeah. Or even just the fact that, like, your two-power guy now is unblocked because he's three-power, so it's essentially getting in three extra damage instead of... Yeah. Right? I saw Jordan play this yesterday with Beck and Call, the thing that makes four birds. It was unreal. Yeah. He just... He did not lose that game. (laughs) This, guy, this guy's good. People were kind of knocking him yesterday, but I think you're right, Greg, that the Vigilance is what puts him over the edge from a fine card to a, a good card. People were knocking him? I'm saying it's, didn't, like, didn't bad? Really know what they were talking about. We're saying, oh, he costs five, he only has one power. But uh, That's not the point. That's not the point. The point <laughs> is, is he can make all your dudes better and block really And block well. all day, yeah. yeah. All right. Next up is Corros de Gorgon. Three colorless, a black, and a green for an uncommon. Two-five death touch. And you can pay two colorless, remove a plus one, plus one counter from a creature you control, and target creature gets minus one, minus one until end of turn. What do you think about this card, Spencer? It's good. It's good without the second, the activated ability, too. It's good as a 2-5 Death Touch or 5. The the second ability, I had her, your advice again, Greg, (laughs) um, and I was not unhappy with her. I mean, she got there. I mean, she, she controlled the board. She's such a big butt, and she kills everything. Nobody ever wanted a blocker. I never used the activated ability once. And, uh, you know, it's just gravy. I, I think she's a fine card. Yeah, there'll be turn or games where this card is absolutely insane, but in any other game, it'll be just fine as a 2-5 yeah. death touch. Like, it's basically unblockable, and it blocks everything. So, I mean, what's not to like? Yeah, totally. That said, still on the war chant. I'm still on... Far and away. Far and away. Yeah, I'm far away, too. Okay. Uh, now we got ourselves a big old removal spell for colors that don't get it. Um, Crassus Incubation, two colorless and a green and a blue for an aura. Enchanted creature can't attack or block her, and its activated abilities can't be activated. So it's a straight up an arrest. Um, you could pay colorless and a green and a blue and return it to your hand, put two plus one plus one counters on that creature if you wanted. Uh, move it around, beef up your side of the board for a million mana. Uh, yeah, I mean, this card is probably going to be an arrest 99% of the time. Yeah, yeah but it's Just, the sweetest arrest of all time. This yeah. is so cool. It's really good. Yeah, no, this card is awesome. Uh, I really like it, and I still think I'm taking far and away, but maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I should take this. This format's going to be a lot grindier and dirtier than previous formats of this cycle, and i I don't agree with the 90% times can be a rest because I think you can probably afford to spend some time dicking around making your guys bigger for a couple of turns if you want because that's going to slow their attacks too, making your guys put them plus two, plus two, one counters on them, making yeah. two power bigger. Yeah, I mean, if you got the seven mana, why the fuck not, man? Well, I mean, Just, you can probably do it over multiple turns too. I mean, you probably have Yeah, time. but then you're spending an entire turn without that blocker. If you're trying to dirtle, that's probably probably not the strongest thing to do. I think this is such a dirty card. I can't, like, be unbiased about this card just because I think it's so cool. Like, I can't... I know that it's not as good as Far and Away or Gruel War Chant or, like, 
half of the other cards we've talked about, but it's so awesome. Like I, I love the art on it. I yeah. love that. I love the way it works. Yeah. Like the risk associated with it. Like if you absolutely need to bring it back to your hand when it's on their creature to get something different, like I love the tension it creates. I think this card is so sweet, but you taking it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take it, but I nice. don't, I I'll admit, I don't think it's the correct pick. <laughs> nice. well, sometimes you got to pick for love. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, awesome. This next, next card is disgusting. Oh my god, I haven't seen this card before. Uh, it's so cool. <laughs> Maw of the Obsidot. Three colorless, a white and a black for an uncommon thrall. 3-3, three, three, sacrifice a creature. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. And there are a bunch of, like, people lining up to go up a staircase and jump into this <laughs> thing's gut. Fucking... It's a Sarlacc pit gut. It's yeah. Awesome. This picture is really disturbing. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so Fuck cool. you, Randy Gallegos. Yeah. It's wrong, such a disturbing picture. It definitely seems it's most at home if you're pairing this card with Selesnia, just because of the token-making abilities. Sure. But you can also get some value sacrificing, what do you call it, scavenge creatures. I think he's <sighs> just a little overcosted though. A 3-3 for 5 is kind of below the curve. I'm going to scroll down. I don't know. I'm not not super psyched about this card. No, I but I do think it's it's fine. I think it's playable, but the fact that it's five mana is kind of tough. Cause, yep. But having yeah. another sacrifice outlet is always nice, though. There's some like Act of Treason is a card. So is the Red Gatekeepers. Yep. Those cool. kinds of things are good. All right. Who wants to read the next one? I will. It is Morg Burst. Costs four to black and a red. It's a sorcery. Turn target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Morgaburst deals damage to target creature or player equal to the power of the card. Turn this way. Seems fine. That's uh, about this card, yeah. It's kind of reminiscent to the blue-red one that drew cards, except you're only getting one card instead of two. Yeah. Um, a common, though, not uncommon. True. It's a little too expensive for my tastes. I'd never want to run more than one copy, that's for sure. No, yeah, that's totally true. It kind of reminds me of, uh, what was that one that it was six mana, sacrifice a creature, and, and was it, and return a creature from your graveyard to your hand? I can't remember. It was from Scar's Block. I don't remember what card you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that card was okay, but you would never play more than one. This card, I mean, it's inherent, it's inherent card advantage, kills something, gets a card back, um, it can also dome the opponent, which is pretty big. Yeah, it can dome him for a lot. It can finish him. Um, I don't. I might disagree about wanting to play more than one. I mean, I obviously cost six. You don't want to get both of them in your hand at once, but it's got a pretty powerful ability. I don't know. It's, it would be fun to do it twice. Yeah, the fact is just that it requires for a creature to be in your graveyard, and the first time you use it, you're going to get the biggest creature back, probably, right. to deal the most damage. But then after you've done that, if you want to cast a second ability, like there's no guarantee that giant creature is going to be back in your graveyard. Well, this is where you want to cast that discard spell on yourself. Oh right, <laughs> <laughs> man, so, so many uses. Um, next out. card, uh, Nivik Cyclops, colorless, a blue and a red, one four defender. Uh, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, it gets plus three plus O, oh, and it can attack. So it didn't have defender. It's like the Poor man's ogre gatekeeper or whatever, gatecrasher. I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, except you might catch people off guard with it more often, you know? True. Comes down a turn sooner. Yeah, but it's two colors and, I don't know, it's harder to get going. Yeah. It, just, it really reminds me of Bioshock. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, the picture. Yeah. 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 I'll pass on this one. I, th- I think he's pretty. I think he's fine. He's definitely very playable. I just am not super excited about him. I'd be, I, I'd be more pumped up about him if if there is a wall deck, you know. For sure. I have a question about Notion Thief. Is this a invitational card? I don't think so. Is it? That looks In- like a real person. I don't know who. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. Okay. I don't. I think uh, the the last invita- Snapcaster Mage was the last Invitational card ever. I think. think. Oh, they're not doing it anymore. Well, the Invitational tournament doesn't happen anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, the Invitational doesn't exist. That's too bad. That was cool. Yeah, I thought it was cool too. That's it a shame, wasn't. but I wonder why they stopped. Probably just money. Next up is Pilfered Plans, a colorless, a blue, and a black for a sorcery. This is a common. Target player puts the top two cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. Draw two cards. It's basically just a divination, but if you're if you're targeting yourself with the mill, like if you're scavenging, like this could be you can get some extra value off of it. I don't think you necessarily want to mill your opponent very often with it unless you know they're not scavenging. Yeah, it's kind of like a uh, desperate ravings, but in a set that's not quite as good for that ability. Yeah, it's. Playable. It's a divination. Divination was playable. Sign and Blood was playable. But well, Sign and Blood cost two. But um, I don't know. It's probably unlikely you'll get value off the cards you mill in any way if you mill yourself. I s- suppose you could. Um, I don't know. Not yeah. amazing. Where where are we at? I'm still on the incubation, and you guys are still on far and away. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Let's keep it moving. Profit loss. Uh, profit. Uh, colorless and a white. This is an instant. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. Loss, two colorless and a black. Creatures your opponents control get minus one, minus one until end of turn. Pay a whole five mana to get both. This is okay. It's a super flexible combat yeah. trick. I mean, it's good good in white, it's good in black. It's especially good if you're white and black. Yeah, there was, wasn't there a card, Zealous Zealous Procession, yep. That, was, that just cost a white and a black that did this? Yes, it did this. Um, that seems way better. <laughs> well, it is, but at the same time, like this is nice because if you are just a white deck, you can run it. If you are just a black deck, you can run it. True. You don't have to like you don't have to wait till you have white and black mana to cast it. Yeah, instant speed is pretty important here. And it's an instant, so you can do it inside of combat to, to surprise your opponent. I think this card is very good. I don't think it's as good as profit or not profit. It's not as good as far and away. It's not as good as uh, ink the yeah the crisis incubation. But this is a sweet little trick. I like it a lot. Both of this card and Zealous Procession were in very heavily multicolored decks, multicolored cycles. I don't think it's going to be hard to cast it for both, for black and white. It seems strictly worse than Zealous Procession, but like you said, Greg, it's not bad in any respect. It's, it's going to be good either way, either way you slice it. Yeah, that's one of the things I like, I mean, that I've really liked about split cards in the past and at the pre release yesterday was that, yes, it's better if you confuse them, but it's not hard to get a card's worth of value out of just one half of these sometimes. And, Often, like, if you are trying to be a little more aggressive like I am, the ability to spend less mana and still get a card out of this is worth it, you know? Yeah, I think yeah, I think what you're saying about split cards is totally true. I think right. they're all really going to be really powerful because of the fact that they're all inherently two-for-ones if you want them to be. Speaking of split cards... Speaking of... Protect and Serve... So, uh, protects white, costs two colorless and a white, and it's an instant. And target creature gets plus two, plus four until the turn. And serve is blue, and it costs colorless and a blue, and it's also an instant. And target creature gets 
minus six, minus zero until end of turn. It's a very Azurius, uh, flavorful card, feels like. Um, I think it's playable. I don't think it's good as several other split cards we've talked about so far. Um, the protect side is better. I think there was a card that did the same thing for one less colorless mana in not too recent memory. Plus two, plus four. Maybe I'm making that up. Yeah. Either way, this card is a middle of the road card. Yeah, this is like kind of hard to get a two for one out. Or not hard, but harder. Harder to get a two for one out of. So it's not quite as good, but. Yeah, I don't really think you'd ever want to cast this if you weren't casting the white half. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. this is one of the split cards where just casting the blue side is just probably not worth it most of the time. It doesn't do anything for you. And we'll stop talking about that. Next up is Putrefy. Reprint. Colorless black green. Instant destroy target artifact or creature. It can't be regenerated. This is an oldie but a goodie. And it's the card I'm taking. It is totally sweet. Nothing and, to dislike about it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, how, how can you... This is probably the best card in general we've seen so far, right? Just kill something straight out. Uh, Can't regenerate it. Yeah. I'm still taking the inherent two for one. Far and away. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I think I think that I am with Greg. I think I'm gonna take Putrefy. I I like Far and Away a lot, but uh Putrefy, man. It's a card I played with and yeah. I know how goddamn good it is because it's goddamn good. Putrefy's great. Just kill something. No ifs, ands, or buts. And yeah. at, at only three mana, I, I hate to say only three mana, because three is kind of a lot, but compared to the other removal in this set, three is, for this oh, ability, yeah. is very, very it's cheap. The cheapest one. Yeah. Like, nothing comes close to this. It's yeah. awesome. Uh, I would splash for it if I was in either of the colors. I might splash for it if I was, like... None of the colors. <laughs> yeah, none of the colors. Like, this is one of those cards that's just powerful enough. Like, I don't think that's a good plan to go that deep on the splash, but for something this powerful, you could talk me into it. It yeah. is radical. A card like that is something that makes me want to play Down and Dirty, just because I want to get it back and do it again. Yeah. But. Yeah. But nothing! Next up, we have uh, Restore the Peace, which is an instant, and it costs a blue, a white, and a colorless, and return each creature that dealt damage this turn to its owner's hand. Um... Doesn't it's, I mean? Just seems like a worse uh, Aetherize. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Aetherize wasn't as good as it seemed when we looked at the spoiler, and this card is worse than Aetherize. <laughs> seems not very good. Yeah, <laughs> putrefy, please. Yeah. Well, I mean, we should mention that. I mean, this card's probably playable. I mean, Aetherize could be a blowout, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's probably first. playable, but not. Like, the nice thing about Aetherize is that you can get somebody who is blood rushing a creature or using a pump spell or something Alpha strike and not you. take any damage. Yeah. And this, meanwhile, means that you have to take all that damage or at least, like, have that damage yeah. dealt to your creatures, and it's like, God, that's really... I don't think that's worth it. Maybe it's not playable. Maybe I yeah, it's close to not playable if, if it's not just straight up not. I don't know. Yeah, keep moving. Uh, Rot Farm Skeleton, two colorless, black green, four one, can't block. It's a plant skeleton, by the way. Uh, two colorless, a black and a green, put the top four cards of your library into your graveyard, return it to the battlefield, activate as a sorcery. This is what I'm saying. Draft like six of these, and now you got yourself a deck. Yeah. That's just good. an engine. No, this card does seem pretty good. Um, it's going to be horrible at times because it can't block. 
but uh, yeah, I'd see like a card that a four power creature that kind of never goes away. It's pretty cool. You mentioned in the original Ravnica there was a similar card to this called it was a three one what the fuck was it called it was green and green and black the it was common scavenging scarab or whatever that card yeah, was yeah scarab something the three one that could sacrifice to put a one plus one counter on something sacrifice plus one plus one counter on something and it had dredge. dredge yeah dredge granted this that card I think was pre oh you could still put damage on the stack and do stuff and that, that made it really good but yeah. it was similar to this and it was a common and it was really good I mean it was a, an easy top pick. And this card is a power bigger, and you don't have to. It doesn't. It, yeah, it's. I don't think it's as good as Shambling Shell was. But Shambling Shell. There you go. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. Shambling Shell could block and cost one less. And also, stacking damage was huge. Yeah, so. But I'm just saying that card was really good, and this card is similar to it, so it's at, at worst pretty good. Yeah, I think that it's better now that we've seen the whole set. Now that we've seen some of the other things, like that green black quasi removal spell based on lands in the graveyard. So, like, if you were running, like, that card and this card and some Grizzly Salvages from Return to Ravnica, there's a there's a plan there, you know? Yeah. You get a little girdly. Yeah. Next up is Scab Clan Giant. This is four, a red, and a green for a giant warrior. Four, five, uncommon. When it enters the battlefield, it fights a target creature an opponent controls chosen at random. But as a four, five, that's probably going to kill whatever it fights. Everything, yeah. In a yeah. Yeah. It'll be it'll be pretty good. I mean, it's like a flame tongue copy that doesn't get to choose what it kills. Yeah, I think it's pretty damn good. I would. Yeah. I, I had one of these in my sealed pool yesterday. Unfortunately, I never got to cast it, but it was like I was always kind of salivating at the possibility. You know, like oh man, if I cast this, like I don't really care what it kills because it's gonna kill something. Probably yeah. And you're left with a four five, which is pretty beefy. How hilarious will it be when somebody has this massive beast on the other side, and you're just like. Drop this, chooses that, it kills itself, doesn't kill the other creature. Yeah, I mean, how often would you even run it out in that situation? Would you? I, you probably wouldn't. I mean, if they, what if, how many how many other creatures? Like, what percentage chance would you give up to cast this? If I had nothing else to cast, I I, I think that they just need one other creature probably. Oh really? You'd coin flip it on that? Yeah, I guess I, if you're if, if you, if you have, they have a monster out that's just like destroying you, yeah, you gotta, you gotta get some stuff on the board. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I'm going to take Putrefy still. Yeah, me too. I'm still taking Fire and Away. Uh, right. show, Showstopper is next. We talked about this last cast. Last and set. It's really, really bad. Let's just not talk about it. Yeah, it's horrible. We also talked about the next card, but I think now that we've seen more of the set, it's worth revisiting. You want to read this one, Jeff? Sin Collector, one colorless, white and black, two, one, human cleric. When Sin Collector enters the battlefield, target opponent reveals his or her hand. Choose an instant or sorcery and exile it. Yeah, I still don't. I think it's no, actually worse. It's worse now yeah. that I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, no good. I don't like it. The be- the best cards in the set are all creatures yep. for the most part, and other well, than the awesome removal spells. And the- well, sure, but I I think the real problem is that it's just a two one for three, and that's just not good. It's not good enough. This card is not good enough. Yeah, I agree. Species all right, Species Gorger is next. Three, a green, and a blue for a frog beast. Six, six, uncommon for five. All right. At the beginning of your upkeep, return a creature you control to its owner's hand. Broken. I don't really understand the flavor of it. Like, if it's gorging, is it just, like, putting it in its mouth? Like, is it bulimic? Is it spitting them back into your hand? It, like, just, it just watches that movie Species all day, just over and over and over again, <laughs> which was probably not the worst way to spend your time. 
<laughs> what? By, by the way, did you guys re- read the fucking flavor text? We raised eel hawks to control the squid flies, then wasp crabs to prey on the eel hawks. Now what do we do with all these wasp crabs? You get the species gorger. Comedy joke. That is hilarious. This card is really good. I mean, it seems like you can get some pretty crazy value with it, especially in Simic. Uh, I don't know. Draw more, bounce your blue guy, draw some cards, evolve some stuff, do a little here, move some, move some dice over here, move some dice over there. <laughs> There's definitely combos that could happen. Uh, I think it, overall, it's probably going to be more of a downside than an upside. That's what I'm thinking, too. There was a card that did this recently. It was a 4-2 for 4, and it was good, right? And they've made, like, 5-4 tramples that do this. Raging Wildebeest, I think, was the first one. Yeah. Stampeding Wildebeest, yeah. excuse me. That was a 4-mana 5-4 trample. Just bounce yeah. all with that bitch all day. Yeah, and this is a 5-mana 6-6, six, six, which is probably worse. This card's huge for 5-mana. It's really large, but if it's, like, the only... If they kill your other creatures, you're just casting this and bouncing it back to your hand. Casting this and bouncing it back to your hand. That's, by far the worst-case scenario. I think you're... Absolutely, but, I mean, that's not totally uncommon for a limited game where, like, you get into top-deck mode or... You're going to be... I think you're going to have a beneficial scenario way more frequently than that scenario. I don't know. Think about the Keymaster Rogue in the last set and how often you returned a creature... Like, how you had to return a creature just once with that and how much of a downside that was. kind of apples and oranges. I disagree. I mean, that was a Demir card. This is a Simic card. It was a blue card. It was a blue card. Yeah, it was a Demir flavor to it, though. I mean, it was like, you put the the, the cipher the stuff cipher on it. Stuff onto it, and it, you could. I mean, this is a six six, not a, a three one or whatever that was. Sure, but regardless of the stats on the card, what bugs me is that I'm losing tempo every turn, returning a creature to my hand. And if like you're talking about cases where you'd be able to get value off of that, whether it's the blue gatekeepers with two gates, like that right there is a four card combo. Like that's not especially like easy to pull off, and you're and you're still spending four mana a turn every turn to replay a two four and draw a card to get a card to draw two cards a turn. Sure, I'm not saying that that's unplayable. I think that is a a, a pretty nice scenario to be in, but it's also very narrow. And it's it like if you're if your opponent just keeps committing threats to the board while you're spending like if you're spending four mana to draw an extra card every turn. Chances are you're not going to be able to cast many other like non two drops for a while. You can, like you can block with the two four, you can block with this, you can evolve your guys, you can use it with massive acquittals and and save stuff. You can do it with the green one of these and gain seven life. Okay, so what happens when they just putrefy your two four and then you have to start returning something else? Like I, I guess they probably putrefy this. This is attacking them the whole time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's I don't probably know. killing whatever they're blocking with. There's not much that's going to be blocked this and kill it. I think the card is fine, I just don't think it's great. I'm not... Like, I think that the tempo disadvantage of it is pretty... It's, it's certainly more of a downside than it is an upside to re- have to return a creature every turn. I disagree. I think it's above the curve. I think it's good. Okay. I'm with Greg. Yeah. All right. Uh, you're not... Are you going to take it over? No. I'm just okay. making a case for it. Yeah, I'm still on Putrefy. Uh, next up is Spike Jester. This card is awesome. Black, red... Goblin Warrior, Uncommon, 3-1 Haste. Yeah, I can tell that we are very different play styles by the fact that you said this card is awesome. This card is boring. It is boring, but man, just get in there. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay. 3-1 Haste on turn what, two? Great. Go! So he's, he's no, I mean, it's great. Yeah. It's, it's great for its, its cost, like the stats that it has, but... Snooze, man. All I want to do is beat yeah. down. Like this I know, card, I, and this guy does it real well. He's yeah. so yeah. Like this is yeah another one of those like 
if they had printed this in Return to Ravnica in the Rakdos deck, it would have been like a. I mean, just compare this to the two one haste, yeah. the Rakdos shred freak. Shred freak. Yeah. This guy is so much better than in, that. In the fast Obviously, Rakdos, this guy's yeah. nuts. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you just hopefully. I think that I think that deck's harder to draft because oh it to- it totally is but the fact of the matter is, is that if you if you can get that deck it's going to be but, so good because yeah, everybody else is going to be sitting on their thumbs for the first like three turns of the game yeah this guy will have dealt them like nine damage maybe. and with and with three power it's probably going to trade with something relevant after that too you know absolutely yeah yeah next up we have uh, tithe drinker. It's 2-1 for a black and a white, and it's a creature vampire, and it has lifelink, and it has extort, and it is good. Yeah, this card is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, like a Syndic of Tithes, but it has lifelink. Yeah, this is better than Spike Jester, and I love Spike Jesters. That tells you what I think about this card. Uh, Yeah, it's really good. I don't really think there's much to say about it. It's a perfect Orzhov card. It doesn't cost much. You can extort with it. You can attack with it and gain some life. Um, you will pick it early if you're playing Orzhov. I mean, we'd rather have this card than Syndic of Tides, right? Yes. It is less toughness, but the lifelink probably makes up for that. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And the bad uh, mana cost. Can, yes. can we? I want to do a quick aside on Tesa Envoy of Ghosts. Okay. The rare. Five, a black and a white for a 4-4 Vigilance Protection from Creatures. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to you, destroy that creature. Put a 1-1 white and black spirit token with flying onto the battlefield. That card is unreal. Yeah. Like, absolutely. if you can resolve that card, Jesus, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. remember uh, the Pharaoh from, like, M12 or whatever? I forget what it's called. Oh, yeah, the, that thing was really hard to cast, right? It was, like, four it's three, black. three black and two colorless. And, oh, fuck. Uh, but anyway, that card was really good, and every time that something dealt damage, like, you had to, like, put it on top of your library or something? I don't know. Yeah, no, that card was and, awesome, too. And this is just way better, but... yeah. Anyway. All right, next up is Toil and Trouble. Toil is two and a black for sorcery. Target player draws two life. (laughs) Draws two life and gains two cards. It's about the same, right? Uh, They draw two cards and and loses two life. Trouble is two and a red. Trouble deals damage to target player equal to the number of cards in that player's hand. We talked about this last episode. It's got Fuse. I think you're just drafting this as a sign in blood, and that's it. Because the red, the red half is just gravy, pretty much. Yeah, uh, you can kill. I mean, Rakdos you can't kill somebody with it. Yeah, right there. Totally. I mean, I'm not. I don't want to disacknowledge that aspect of the card, but I think when you're evaluating this card in any pack or in a sealed pool, you should just think about it as a sign of blood with upside. Yeah, I mean, if they have three cards in hand, that's seven damage. If you toil and trouble them, that's pretty big. Yeah, that's a big lob axe. Um, but yeah, overall, you're drawing two cards losing two life, which is fine, but yeah. not amazing. I'm still taking Putrefy. Me too. Uh, far and away. Okay, next up. Oh boy. Roshani Summoner. This costs seven mana. Five colors, a green and a white, and so it's it costs a lot of mana. It's gotta be this huge hulking beast, right? Nope. Guess again, moron. <laughs> one one. It's a one one elf shaman for seven. So it must do something awesome. It's got a lot of text. Let's see what this does. When Trishani Summoner enters the battlefield, put a 2-2 white knight creature token with vigilance, a 3-3 green centaur creature token, and a 4-4 green rhino creature token with trample onto the battlefield. Oh, boy! (laughs) (sighs) Jeff needs some new underwear now. 
I really like this card. Yeah, this card's good. This card's super good with the Simic card that bounces things. <laughs> <laughs> That's so overkill, it's ridiculous. You yeah. can just make a massive army every turn. You've already, you have one, just yeah. by casting this once. <laughs> um, yeah, I like this card a lot. I'm not taking it over Putrefy, but I will at some point, because I just want to cast this beast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it does a lot of work, but it is seven mana. I, I think we talked about how Populate is worse now. But yeah. with that said, I don't think a lot of the other mechanics got a ton of help either. No. So, like... And the, and the fact of the matter is, this isn't just a populate card. It's just a army in a bag right, card, yeah. you know? Like, you pay seven mana, and then you're winning, you know? Yeah. Bye. So, yeah. there are a lot of seven mana cards that do that, though. And, well, sure. this isn't uncommon, and it does have the synergy with populate. I, I think it's good. I just, yeah, I, I can't pick it over a more efficient card like Putrefy or, no, or Far and Away. This does a lot of things really well, though. It works well with Gruul War Chant. Um, yeah. You could bounce it with a Minister of Acquittals, sort of like Deputy of Acquittals. Um, yeah, it's, but you're right. Putrefy's a pick, or Far and Away. Yeah, okay. Next card. Turn and Burn. We talked about this last podcast. Turn, uh, instant, two colors and a blue. Target creature loses all abilities, becomes an 0-1 red weird. Until end of turn, Burn is two damage target creature player for a colorless and a red. This is the card I'm taking. Mm -hmm. This card is awesome on either side. Just pretty much a removal spell. And then the two-for-one is so easy. Just so easy. And then you can essentially pay five mana to putrefy something, right? Yeah, and the fact that you can pay five mana to putrefy versus like the actual three mana of a real putrefy is an issue. But it's made up for the fact by the fact that turn so and burn... Versatile. Yeah. Can both be putrefies for three or two mana, yeah. Like on a smaller creature or even on a bigger creature with turn, you know. Yeah. So I, I think that you're right. I think this is the pick, especially only because you can fuse them together, though. Like if you couldn't fuse it, I'd probably still take putrefy over this card. Wow. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I just like the turn half is so good compared. Like it's better than it looks, even, just because. It's uh, it's almost always just going to be a, a, a straight up putrefy itself. Well, in combat, like with blocks yeah. happening. Absolutely, but yeah. you know, magic is played in the combat. In in I was going to say something that made sense. <laughs> I was going to mention this card. I was going to take the far and away because it could get you out of stickier situations because it could deal with bigger creatures, harder to kill creatures. Then I thought about what this card actually does turn and burn, and it pretty much kills everything, right? I mean, it yeah, turns yeah. even indestructible guys into nothing. Correct. It and does not kill Hexproof. That's that's the thing that, that Far and Away has against it. There's one opinion. Hexproof card in the whole set? Well, yeah, I mean, there's Hexproof cards in other sets too, but yeah, like one per pack, essentially. I think you guys kind of changed my mind about this one. I, I don't like to do this, but I think... I'm going to be the prudent pick for once and take this card, too. The, the other thing that's worth noting is that burn can go to the face, and just yep. two damage to finish your opponent off is not going to come up very often, but sometimes it will. You can do it. Totally. All right, next up is another very powerful card, Unflinching Courage, a white, a green, and a colorless for a creature enchantment. And the enchanted creature gets plus two, plus two, and has trample and lifelink. Holy cow. Yeah. Armadillo Cloak. Yeah, we yep. found uh, just the card to go with that Hexproof Flyer. Uh, yeah, well, that's game over if you ever do that. That's like a uh, 
what's that one bullshit thing from Innistrad? <laughs> yeah, Butcher's <laughs> Cleaver, Invisible Stalker. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Um, cheaper Behemoth Sledge, and Behemoth Sledge might be one of the best limited magic cards of all time, at least in recent history. I mean, it's definitely yeah. of all time in recent history. Well, I'm <laughs> trying to think of back, like, I mean, all time, sure. Get rid well, of recent history, all yeah. time. GTA was definitely better. Oh, yeah, no doubt there's better cards. Behemoth Sledge is in the conversation for one of the best cards ever. Yeah, or just, like, hardest to deal with, most powerful, yeah. Yeah, just but I mean, that, you know. equipment is definitely different than yes. just a straight-up aura. It's so, not Behemoth Sledge, but if you can get half of Behemoth Sledge, you're still doing okay. Yeah. yeah. I really want to put this on the the red-green guy. They got the it. feral just, animist. Yeah. Yeah. I need to do that at least once before this format is over. Greg's getting a little excited right yeah, now. Yeah, I have a half half chubby right now. He's giving wistfully off in the <laughs> distance. It was wistful, wistful. Um, next up, Vyashino First Blade. This is a colorless red and white two two haste. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, it gets plus two plus two until end of turn. So it's a four four haste, and then it turns into a bear. This is a really nice substitute for Sky Knight Legionnaire, but it's definitely a little bit worse. Yeah, it is, um, but it's fine and does what it's trying to do. Not to be underestimated by the fact that it can activate Battalion out of nowhere. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. It's a lot like the, the Sky Knight. Your opponents just think, oh, you got two guys out, you can't do anything with Battalion, and then guess again. Yeah, totally. But it's, you know, all, all the comments, so there's one common per, for each guild in, in Multicolor, and almost all of them are good. Uh, there's only a couple that aren't, like... Like yeah. they're just above the curve from for cards mostly. It totally uh, makes sense though. I mean, well, they yeah. they should be better. They're multicolored. Totally. Uh, one Next, common per per guild, right? Yeah, yeah per, per guild. Color. Yeah. Next up is War Leaders Helix. Two, a red and a white for an instant. It deals four damage to target creature or player, and you gain four life. How come if it costs twice as much as Lightning Helix, it doesn't deal six damage and gain six life? It's not twice as much. It's not red, red, white, white. Ah, I don't care. Lightning Helix hits players, too. This can't. Yeah. It can. This hits players. Target creature or player. Well, fuck me. I got <laughs> I got burned out by this card in the one game I lost yesterday at the pre-release. Oh, it's very, very good. It's uh, nice. Four yeah. mana not to be underestimated as well. In fact, it does not cost five. Kind of yeah. puts it ahead of some other rule spells. Is it better than turn and burn? I don't think so, but I bet it's pretty damn close. It's really good. It's the ability to dome and to gain life at the same time is yeah, it's huge. It, I, it does, it I think it's very lot. close. Yeah. yeah, this card, Putrefied, Turn and Burn, Far and Away, like those are the premier uncommons. You could all take any excellent. one of those first pick and be fine. The removal of all of those cards is like excellent. Yeah, I think it. I think that it may all of them come down to just your preference of what you feel like drafting at the time. Totally. Next up, we have Warped Physique, which is a blue and a black, and it's an instant. Target creature gets uh, plus X, minus X until the return of X is the number of cards in your hand. This card is sweet. Yeah, I love being able to use this on offense. Like, if it's not going to kill the creature, like, maybe something gets through unblocked, and you're just like, all right, bloodlust. Yeah, why not? Plus three. Like, finish you off. Like, because that's not something that, as a Demir opponent, you expect very much. Also has some synergy with some of the is it cards that want instant sorceries to be good. Totally. Question: I think I know the answer to this, but if you cast this on the one five guy that switches, it kills him, right? Does it give him if you give it like for, for three? No, no, because it, the it does. It switches how this applies to it as well. Yeah. Which is weird. It's an yeah. interesting interaction. 
So one, one of the rules. It would actually make it. It would be bad. It would be like it go to be like a two six or something weird like that. Uh, okay, don't do it. This is the takeaway from this. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so it like warp physique. If it would make it a, let's say it would make it a, let's see, plus three minus three would be what a four two. So it just gets worse. That w- it would just yeah. make it a two four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you okay. you. You can choose not to activate the that flyer's ability, though. Right. Yeah. Right. If you remember from Rise of the Eldrazi, there was um that that card that uh, whenever you cast in, I think an instant or sorcery, you could switch. It was like a five or one five or something or or no, it was one seven. I think it was huge. It was like a oh yeah the board. Uh, yeah, it was it was in the uh, the fiend or I can't remember these names anymore. But anyway. Like, the hilarious thing to do was when people played that, you would just fleeting distraction it, draw a card, and kill it. <laughs> I remember doing that very often. Yeah, it's a funny one. Anyway. Keep it uh, Keeping it moving, wear and tear, sideboard card. Just keep going. We're not going to talk about that. Yeah. Just don't even stop. All right. Two cards left. Woodlot Crawler. This is a blue-black insect. 2-1. It's Forest Walk and pro-green. Looks like a dick. It really <laughs> hates green. Things that is an ugly ass dick. The tip of dick. Yeah, what kind of dicks are you looking at? <laughs> you guys, your guys' dicks don't look like that. <laughs> <laughs> this card is like it's nice. It's a good little efficient creature, but ah, it bugs me when they give like just anti one color to a certain. It's like, just so random. Like yeah, there isn't like a, a mountain walk protection from red creature in the set either, or anything like that. I mean, maybe right. Demir just needs this. Maybe I mean. It's probably pretty important. Uh, the green creatures are a, a, kind of a problem. Yeah. Um, of course, tramplers don't give a fuck about this guy. No, but it, but at least in that case, he's a uh, two-two unblockable. You know. True. So uh, that's pretty good too. I, that's that's what I like about it is that it's not just a pro green creature. It's also force walk. So I don't know, and, and that that matters because people are going to be splashing for green every once in a while, and like you might just get people. Yeah. Uh, last. Multicolored card we have is Zertaj Druid, red and a green for a human druid common. 1-1, one, one, you can tap him to add a green to your mana pool, and whenever you tap Zertaj Druid for mana, it deals one damage to each opponent. Two-headed giant powerhouse. Yeah, It's just good in regular magic as yeah. well. It's yeah. good. It reminds me of a better pristine talisman, in the sense that it taps for a colored mana and it deals damage instead of gaining life. And it's a creature. Yeah. So, yeah. it... I originally thought this was a two-two for some reason because it reminded Whoa. me of some of those like uh, the, the elves that tap for mana that cost two mana are usually two-two. Yeah, or the exactly. Werewolf, whatever it was, right? Yeah. So like I was, I thought this card was amazing, but it's actually just pretty good. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's solid. But I had uh, I had one yesterday, and the ramp ability on it is not to be underestimated. Like absolutely, being able to ramp on turn two is not something you typically get to do in this format, yeah. and is very very helpful. This would be the Invitational card if Jared Leto won the Invitational. <laughs> Doesn't look like Jared Leto. Uh, yeah, okay, whatever, Grant. <laughs> Alright, last set of cards here. Well, we have two sets of cards left. Let's talk Blue about stones. the stones first, because these weren't spoiled the last time we recorded. Yeah. I don't like them. <laughs> what? what? Yeah, seriously, what? Like, they're okay. I had six or seven in my sealed pool yesterday, and there was no way I was going to play any of them. Really? Yeah. I didn't need them. Well, if you don't need them, then sure. I I think four... I I think 
they are equally as good as key runes, if not better in some situations. So I think the key runes are better. Depends on which key rune it is. Yeah, I and some of the, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like the extra card could just definitely be more important than. I did play these and I did draw cards off of them and it was good because I got into plenty of times where I was one card late game, one one card, no cards left in hand, didn't need the mana, had plenty of green or white mana, and didn't need my Celestia Clue Stone. Pop that shit during the end step, draw two cards, totally stoked. Yeah, I think ramping is going to be nice in this set because there are a lot of expensive cards. I don't know. I like these. I will not draft them nearly as high as Guild Gates, but <laughs> I will... I will be happy with, you know, if, I could probably be happy with like two or three in my deck if I'm slow enough. Yeah, I think they're they're good. I think they're fine. I hope that you all are drafting decks with that set. <laughs> like, and that's I guess that's ultimately what it boils down to is I keep harping on this, but man, like if people are playing clue stones and not developing their boards with creatures, mm-hmm. like more power to me just beating their face down is how I look at it. Yeah, but I get to cast ridiculously powerful cards like turn and burn. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm going to be taking defenders. those cards too, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, because that's Whatever. a good aggressive card as well. Your mom's a good aggressive card. Oh, my mom. Uh, and then we, <laughs> Guild Gates, we've talked a lot about these already. They're yep. awesome. I do think that you should be first, second, and third picking these cards out of all of your packs, including Return to Ravnica and uh, Gate Crash. I agree. I think they will be important. Uh, mana is going to be bad in this set. I mean, your mana will be bad if you don't have them, which means you're losing. Like, but, but, yeah, I don't know. But if you have a lot of them, like, you're going to be behind an entire turn a lot of the the game, so. Yeah, definitely the most common play on turn one I saw yesterday at the pre-release was turn one Guildgate. Yeah, if you didn't do it, you were kind of losing. Yeah. Although, yeah, the turn... Sure, and and you get more in sealed. Like everybody had six guild gates yesterday, at least. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know what's weird to me, and this is totally kind of off the rails, but they don't list the dual lands, the shock lands on the spoiler. Yeah, that is weird. Like, well, I wonder why that is. Because you can get them in your packs, correct? Yeah, yeah that's, that's what they say. Interesting. What do you guys think of Maze's End? Construct. Constructed powerhouse, right? I think it's unplayable. <laughs> oh, yeah, I agree. It's definitely unplayable. Like, we were talking about what it would take to get that card to be playable in Limited and... In Sealed. It's not possible. It's not possible in Sealed, or at least not in the pre-release Sealed. So, if you open one, first pick, first pack, and you're kind of bored of this format... <laughs> Try to get 10 guild gates? It, right? uh, yeah. I don't know about that. Uh, I can guarantee a man named Ryan Hogan will do it. It's nice. Guarantee. It's, it's nice that you don't need to have one of each guild gate. It's just ten. Period. Yeah, that would it's, be so dumb if you had one yeah. of each. No, it is. it is. that. No, it's not. It's no, just it's 10. not. With different names. Oh my god, it is that. This card is oh, so bad. God damn, that's never gonna happen in limited ever. Yeah. Achievement unlocked if you do. Well, you can search for Guild Gates with uh, that thing from Return Around because of the O2. You can search for it with Mace's End. Search for it with Mace's End. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's awful. I would I would never pick it. I would, Ten turn clock. I, I think you pass that and hope that someone else picks it and tries for it. Yeah, because they're a bunch of dummies. <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean, are there any other rares you guys wanted to talk about at all before we wrap things up? Not really. I... No. do want to quickly mention Varol's the Scar Striped. 
two, two for three. That gives all of the card creature cards in your graveyard scavenge. Yeah, it's absurd. Yeah, and you can sacrifice another creature to regenerate Verils. Woof. Woof is right. If you have this card, like, and you have any creature that's gonna die, just sacrifice so, it and put a regeneration shield yeah. on this guy. Regeneration shields are a thing. If you didn't know that. Yeah, one of my opponents did not do that yesterday, and boy was he mad when I had a second main phase removal spell for his virals. Yeah, it's big. Uh, the only other one I wanted to mention was blood or flesh and blood, the rare split card. Just the blood half of it, red-green for a Soul's Fire, is awesome. It's so yeah. good. Soul's Fire was awesome. And this is a cheaper Soul's Fire. It's sorcery speed, which is kind of a bummer, but the fact is that in this set, there's so many ways to increase power. Yeah, giant creatures, yeah. With pump spells, with blood rush, that, man, you, like I, I domed people and killed like huge creatures with that all day at the pre-release oh, yesterday. I never cast the, the flesh side of it, the black side. This is, I would like to talk, talk about real quick Master of Cruelties. Okay. I want to say don't attack with it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously attack with it if you can take it to one, but um, it's an insanely good blocker for five mana. A first strike death touch, one four. I mean, a one one death touch, first strike guy is pretty good, but um, one opponent, you know, cast it against me and then spend the whole game trying to hit me with it and take me to one when he wasn't realizing that it was going to totally control the board on defense, and I could not attack him profitably in any way, um, think to block with this guy first, if you can, and don't think about his second paragraph ability there. I mean, he's a mythic rare, so he's not going to come up very much. How often, or how many ways are there to make him unblockable? I mean, madcap skills is quasi-unblockable. Uh, the Blind. pro creatures aura? Oh, yeah, it's uh, Holy Mantle. Holy Mantle. I don't know. There's probably some others. Okay. Way of the Thief. There's a few ways. Ooh, Way of the Thief actually is... That's a card that goes up in value a lot, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Huh. I mean, I still don't know if I like it, but... No. I mean, yeah, it's tough, but... All right, well, I think that's all I got. Let's uh, let's wrap things up. Wrap it up! Uh, you've been listening to East-West Draftcast, in case Draftcast. you didn't know... Uh, I am Jeff, that is Greg, that is Spencer. <laughs> Hello. Uh, you can reach us, eastwestdraftcast at gmail.com, eastwestdraftcast on Facebook, uh, at EWDraftcast for Greg on Twitter, at JeffEWDC on Twitter for me. Spencer, what's your Twitter? Go. Spence Harris. Twitter. At Spence Harris. Not Spencer Harris. He lost the R. Yeah, there's some dude in uh, South America that has that one, so don't tweet at him. It doesn't sound like a very South American name. No, it doesn't. You could be from anywhere. Um, and we have a website, eastwestdraftcast.com. That's where you'll first find this posted up, because mtgcast.com is a little slow on posting them. But go at mtgcast.com as well to listen to us. Um, this was a spoiler cast. It was awesome. I hope yeah. you enjoyed yeah, we'll be talking about these cards a lot more going forward, uh, and we'll probably be talking more about Return to Ravnica and Gate Crash cards in these upcoming episodes, just because all those cards are going to have to be reevaluated as far as how powerful they are and whatnot. Like yeah. Way of the Thief. Right, there you go. Uh, so, until next time, listeners, thanks for listening. We will catch you the next time around. Draftcast out! Yeah.